I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to stay for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. For over 10 years, VOC Nation has taken listeners behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Our hosts are not only experts on the business, but have lived in the business. Subscribe and hear weekly podcasts from hosts like legendary pro wrestling journalist Bill After, former Impact Wrestling star Wes Briscoe, former WWE and AWA broadcaster Ken Resnick, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, former WCW star The Maestro, NWA legend The Raging Bull Manny Fernandez, and much more. VOC Nation programming is free on most major podcasting apps, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com. And video podcasts and bonus content is available on Patreon for as low as $3 a month. What are you waiting for? Head to VOCNation.com and dig into the most comprehensive podcast network built for pro wrestling fans. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at VOC Nation Wrestling Network and follow us on Twitter at VOC Nation. What's up? This is the phenomenal one, AJ Styles, and you're in the room with Brady Hicks. Tonight, I cannot be happier to be joining all of you once again. It's in the room on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network, right here live on VOCNation.com, and of course uh, on demand on your favorite podcast provider. And uh, we have a great show planned for tonight. Like I said, I couldn't be more excited. Uh, my name is Brady Hicks. Uh, joining me once again, we have the lovely Kathy Fitz. What's going on, Kathy? Hey, Brady, what's stuck into that? Ah, nothing. We're just, uh, we're just hanging out. We got, we got a major surprise kind of waiting in the wings, so I, I think the fans are really going to enjoy it. Uh, we also have the, the, uh, the one and only maestro professional wrestling, Papa Stro. How you doing, sir? 
Oh, great, great to be here with you all. Definitely the highlight of the week for me. Oh, Always. me too. But it makes me wonder what your week really is like if this is your highlight. Uh, <laughs> right. I'm right. kidding. It is for me too. It is for me too. Uh, we, we also have the incomparable Ray Bogus. What's going on, Ray? How you doing tonight? I am doing fantastic, Brady. At some point this evening, you're going to have to give me some time to just talk about how much I've fallen in love with Mark Henry in his current role. Mark Henry. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll have to do that for sure. And uh, <laughs> I don't have the drum roll ready, but uh, you know what? So Matt Grimm, uh, as we know, he, uh, he, he, he is expecting his first child in the coming weeks, and he's also very busy with his job. So he's going to be taking a little bit of time. And uh, I don't expect to see him back before October or November. Honestly, once he gets away, I don't think he'll ever want to come back. But we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but joining us on the line right now is a, 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 a more than suitable replacement. Actually, I, I feel like this is just huge for us here tonight, and the quality is going to go way, way, about, way up because we are welcoming a legend as he shakes his head now. Uh, Jim Molyneux, a former ECW referee. Uh, yeah, <laughs> promoter, right. trader, he's done it all. What's going on, Jim? Right. Yeah, peace and love. How are you? Pretty How's good. Hey, hey, Kathy, how are you? Good. How are you doing? <laughs> good, good, good. You have no, you know, if if I do sign on on a full time basis, you have no worry about me taking uh, paternity leave. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you, you look like a spry young man of at least. 25, 30, maybe if, if not older, and yeah. so that would certainly put you, that would certainly put you in in the running to have children. I can't imagine a fine a fine young lass turning you down. Maybe 35 years ago, <laughs> I was I was a young 25. Well, your chances maybe are a little bit better than mine, Jim, but it's okay. <laughs> not, not, I'm only kidding. Uh, 914-338-1885 is the number. And I think we already got a couple callers. I promise we're going to get to you guys real soon. Uh, I, usually what we do, and and it's so weird for me because usually Matt kind of throws that first topic, and, and it's just something that I can run with. And, uh, you know, Matt's not here. Matt's not here. Right, you were talking about Mark Henry. What's so special about Mark Henry? I mean, I'm not sure this is necessarily the leading topic, but sure, I'll give it a whirl. We don't got a lot tonight, so now we do. I, 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 I kind of thought we did, but all right, that's, that's fine. <laughs> so, look, for years, we've had these awful backstage interviews where WWE and until AEW came along, TNA, would just kind of throw these random people or, like, random attractive women backstage with a microphone and... I suppose that works for your weekly shows, but none of them ever had, like, the gravitas of someone that you want kind of being that that standalone interviewer on a show. And son of a gun, if Mark Henry doesn't just fit that role beautifully. <laughs> and he's good at it. Yeah. Like, he, he asks us the questions, and he kind of just stands there all happy and smiling, and, and it just feels important. And, you know... You know, all the time we see we see guys that are past their prime and really need to not be wrestling anymore, and they wrestle like we're going to see some other very large wrestler who I love do this Sunday for no particular reason. And it's just it's nice to see someone who, by all accounts, is very likable, mm-hmm. 
actually, actually fit into a non-wrestling role really well. Oh, I agree. He's great. I, I really yeah. enjoy Mark Henry and commentary so far. It's, uh, it's weird for me. Well, now they have the booth. Yeah, and I was going to say, they have like four or five feel, guys he, in the booth. He doesn't feel comfortable. It's, it, it, when, it, when he's speaking, it sounds like he's not comfortable on the booth, but when it's just him and, and the instructions are, talk to this wrestler, sounds like he does a really good job of it. Best yeah, I mean, it's, it's natural for him. I mean, it just comes natural. Best since me. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think he's really good at it. Yeah. But I don't like the way they've set it up where it's it's three different screens. I'd like to see him do a, a sit-down not and not not a Miz TV or, or something like that, a serious, yeah. you know, sit-down, yeah. more like, a, you know, a talk show thing. And, you know, if you give him that five minutes, I think that would be a little bit better because uh, I think he can – that way he can react more back and forth uh, right. on a personal basis with her, whoever he's interviewing him. But I just mm-hmm. think he's kind of <laughs> – he's crunched in in this middle screen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's such an imposing person. He should have the full screen. They got the tall view, so Absolutely. it's like this. You know, but uh, yeah, no, it's, but he's good though. I I agree. I I honestly, and it, it's been a long time uh, that I can think of, at least since we've had a really good backstage interviewer. You know, um, Letitia Klein in TNA, maybe. I mean, that was a good fifteen years ago. I, I I'm I'm struggling there. I so I I, mean, I, I think it's a niche. It's a niche. It, it is. I think the fact you're even reaching back to that is that sort of speaks to it sort of speaks to the sort of dearth we're looking at. Yeah. I think I love the idea of giving him like a five minute segment to sort of help build one of your more major matches, uh, just because I think he would fit that too. But I think those are two separate things. What he's doing now is valuable and important, and I wouldn't want to trade it. So if it's if it's he's doing what he's doing now. Yes, with without the three screens, which are just the most ridiculous thing. Yeah. If he's doing what he's doing now and doing the interview, great. But I don't want to trade it. No, fair enough, fair enough. And, and you know, I was kind of looking at AEW. I don't know if you guys saw, but Rampage actually tumbled back down this, this past week with the ratings. Uh, and, I'm, again, I'm not a huge ratings guy. I, I don't worry about that kind of stuff usually. Um, but CM Punk's debut got them, like, 1.1 million, which, in my opinion, again, that puts you in striking distance of Raw. You're not there yet, but if WWE is pulling, like, a 1.8, you're, like, a really good one of your shows and a really bad one of theirs away from really closing that gap. Uh, but this week they lost 400,000 viewers. 400,000 people after CM Punk's debut did not tune in the following Friday. I found that, well, that really goes, interesting. It, it goes to tell you what their their product is because the biggest thing on their television show was non-confrontational. Yeah. Where if you look at the matches that they've had in it, they they I can't. I don't want to say they brought the ratings down, but but that non-confrontational moment was so sure. important, not just to the company but the wrestling business, 
Um, they, they, there's been a way for them to follow it up with, with some kind of match the next week that, that would have brought them back. Not necessarily even doing with CM Punk, but, but something that would have brought the people back the following week to see what, what the show is really about for those who just tuned in to see CM Punk. Yeah. Right. I, I totally agree. Yeah, it's, it, uh, go ahead, Rick. Oh, so I, I agree too, and, and, I think the most interesting part of what Jim just said there is that it doesn't, the match doesn't have to be with Punk. And in reality, you wouldn't want it to be. Because if the match is with Punk, you're not necessarily selling anybody on anyone else. Mm-hmm. If I casually tuned in for CM Punk, a match with CM Punk is not going to make me any, I'm already invested. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you know, you have, you have a couple of tag teams that are really over, and you get a lot of you get eyes on a lot of guys at once in a re, in, in a real match. You talking about that, the dinosaurs? I I sure <laughs> I love the dinosaurs. They're great. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> but you know you get a the match. You get Jurassic a, Express. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, those are, God, there's just so I love it. Love there. But you get you know you get a tag match where you get eyes on maybe four guys. Plus a manager, if you pick the right team, and it, as long as the match is presented as something big and important and yeah. meaningful to both what's happened and what's coming down, now could, you've made something. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree, Jim. That was actually one of the strengths of ECW. I always thought, like, you know, they'll present something in the ring, non-wrestling. It'll be, you know, they'll, they'll talk or whatever. But then they always followed it up with that confrontation. You know, there was always that that sizzle, you know, and, and, and it just it made it really special. And I, I think a lot of companies, uh, not just AEW, have really kind of struggled to follow. Like they get they're really good at getting people to look in their direction, but they have a really hard time getting them to stay. And, and I think right. that's an issue. I, I think that's an issue for sure. It is for for me, and you were just talking about tag teams. Mm-hmm, prime mm-hmm. example with AEW is is FTR coming in. Um, you know they were they were um, pushed as as supposedly the next greatest thing since sliced bread in, in the world of tag team wrestling. Yeah, and they come to AEW, and they've had one match against the Bucks. You know, because the Bucks were supposed to be the best team in the world, and FTR is supposed to be the best team in the world, so they have them wrestle each other. The Bucks go, Bucks win. Bucks are now supposedly, you know, quote unquote, the best team in the world, and FTR was buried ever since. Sure, um, they they completely disappeared. Um, I don't know why you don't want that constant confrontation between um, talents like that. Yeah, um, maybe it's because. Your executive producers for the tag team division are that one tag team. Could be. Goblin's interest, right? <laughs> right. I mean, you know, why not have yourself involved in something that big? But yeah. then again, you're, you're, maybe, it's, maybe it's your own ego that won't allow that to happen. And, and they're not the only team. Like, FTR isn't the only team that's kind of gotten 
you know, tossed by the wayside in the wake of the Bucks. Or I mean, uh, look at Santana and Ortiz, where they were like a year right. ago versus like now. They're just, and I know almost everybody in AEW is in a gang, uh, but they're really just part of a gang. I don't even consider them really much of a team at this point. And look at look at a team that they created. With, yeah. Um, the, the Varsity Blondes, and and the way they they have them them. Um, I mean, I understand that they're a new tag team, they're a young tag team, and they're gonna they're gonna put other teams over. But I don't understand why they constantly are burying um, Pillman Jr. He's always taking the pin. Why? Yeah, I don't understand that. I don't know, and he's good. I, he's I don't. Really I don't good. get it either. Yeah, right. He, and, he is really I good. Think, unfortunately, I know, and I, I hate to be critical of the people in charge, but I think it comes down back down to the the theory of someone's ego. And it could be. It could be. Maybe maybe that's a question to kind of put to the crowd. And I know that the uh, the listeners, I know in particular, one of them is a huge NEW fan. Uh, Steve, we'll get you on in a little bit, Steve. But I, I'm curious about that, you know. And and not just AEW, but even if you look in WWE, right? Your tag team champions on Raw, a makeshift team. You know, the Usos are around, sure. And I really liked what the Street Profits were doing last year. But by and large, the tag team division guys that weren't a tag team a year ago. And I think that's an issue. I really do, because like back in the day, I loved seeing the Road Warriors, uh, Demolition, uh, the, I mean the Hart Foundation, the British Bull, the, the list goes on at the Eliminators. My God, Jim, the Eliminators were incredible. They were one of my favorites, right. the Pit Bulls. Many, many, many great Amazing. teams. And Amazing. Uh, nobody seems to have that chemistry anymore. So is tag team wrestling... Is it still a thing? Like, can it still be? I don't know. I think in, a, I think in AEW it can, but, uh, and I don't know whether this is true or not, but I've heard it, you know, for the last 20 years, that Vince McMahon is not a fan of tag team wrestling. So that's mm-hmm. why you see the tag teams kind of, you know, thrown together and see, let's see what sticks at the wall as opposed to, you know, back in the day with, with an NWA or, or WCW, whichever you want, you know, whatever you want to call it in whatever time period you're looking at, you had tag teams that had worked together for years before that. Rock and Roll Express, Midnight yes. Express, Fantastics, the Steiners. I mean, you're not going to get tag teams like that anymore because they're not allowed to – there's nowhere for them to, to develop as a tag team anymore. And then when they take them, they don't – they're not hiring tag teams. They're hiring individual talents. Right. When was the last time they hired, um, you know, WWE brought in a tag team that they had hired? Uh, I, I the Viking, the Viking guys would be the last ones that I would think. Yeah, and and even yeah, them, and the, they're and the not. Usos. And they're not using them the way they could, for sure. No, it's um, it's interesting for sure. And, and I never really thought about that about Vince not really uh, caring for the tag teams, but that that probably is true. Just just based on kind of what we're seeing. Uh, so 914-338-1885 is the number to call in. Uh, I'm actually going to go to the phones, and we're going to bring on uh, Mike just to derail this discussion. Uh, what, what's going on, back? Mike? <laughs> How you doing, brother? Hey, what's going yeah, on, brother? Survival. What's going on? Uh, oh, good, good. Just getting a break. Just getting a little break. I just want to say, first of all, congratulations to uh, Bridgeburg. <laughs> For the victory, yeah, yeah, uh, 
Congratulations to her. Yeah, and um, for what? Oh, for her victory championship, I think. <laughs> uh, over okay, Red I got you. I can't remember who who uh, who she wrestled, but uh, yeah, the congratulations. Oh, Britt Baker. You mean awesome. you mean in her big title defense from this week? Oh, who she? I I don't, I don't follow know, it too much. Who she? Uh, no, you just know her. Know. You don't know anybody that she fights. No, <laughs> she's a nice girl. Nice girl. Yeah. Um, what about the? I just had. What about the tag teams, I, Mike? We're talking about the tag teams tonight. How, how, what do you think of the tag teams in AEW? Oh, I think they're great. Uh, I uh, I really like it. Uh, like uh, they just mentioned the Marcy Blondes. They. Uh, oh, I can't think. I love uh, watching. Um, oh, the. The tag team, I can't think, with, um, oh, he used to wrestle in WWE. Um, I'm having trouble remembering. The, Arrive- <laughs> the Revival? FBR? Uh, no, he has, uh, oh, remember the guy that passed away with the, um, with that one group? He was real famous. I can't think of his name right now. Oh, Brody? Uh, Brody, yeah. Brody Lee? Yeah, I can't think of the guy. It's. It's not Shawn Michaels, but it's a guy that used to wrestle in WWE. Mm-hmm. He's with the group. Um, I can't think of his name. There's a there's a couple of them I like. I have no idea what you're talking about, but it's all good. Wait, which, 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 which decade was this? <laughs> which decade are you calling? Oh, me. I'm lost on that, too. <laughs> hey, I just want to say uh, I, I got off jury duty. Uh, it was good for you. Go good for you, California. Yeah. <laughs> and guess what? Guess what the judge's name was? Oh, judge. <laughs> and he says, uh, "Welcome to the room, Jim." Yeah. <laughs> this is the this is the better end of it. <laughs> don't, ever, don't ever go to jury. Well, this is how you get out of jury duty. Tell them you're an independent wrestler. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm so stressed that letter is going to come, uh, especially now that I actually live in the city. I'm like, this is great. It's just a me- and I, and I, I, I just, my head is already spinning with what I want to try and say to get out of it, and I haven't even been called. <laughs> so knock on wood, knock on They're wood. They're going to get you soon. They better not. Just don't renew any paperwork with the government. Can you not renew, you know? (laughs) Like Fred Sanford says, leave it in the mailbox. Yeah. (laughs) Which could be like the email, you know, just go in my spam folder. Didn't see it. I don't know what's worse, jury or or going in the service. (laughs) Well. Oh, man. I got answers in that, but I don't want to say them, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't blame you. Yeah. No, I've, I've been having a good, Is that good situation. <laughs> when I'm done with the church, when I'm with the church right now, we've helped a lot of poor people. Yeah, how's the church it's going? Good. You doing good? Oh, yeah. great, yeah. We've helped a lot of people, take them off the street, uh, give them uh-huh. a shelter, help them. Mm-hmm. It just, it just. You, you feeding the homeless? Or you, yeah. you, you put clothing on the naked or whatever? What is there? Is oh, the homeless shelter the naked? <laughs> I forget what it is. That was the one I oh, latched on to. Feed the naked. <laughs> feed the yeah. naked. 
You're supposed to try and love everyone, but that's kind of hard to do when you get in the laundromat. You get somebody telling, pushing you around, and <laughs> and uh, oh man, out of the I come close to getting into a fight this morning, but gotta get I, that last I, uh, bottle of Tide. Just yeah, well, so you didn't have detergent at the laundromat. Oh no, no. When I was doing laundry this morning, some guy tried to, you know, get a little little rowdy in there. They they got these guys. They they come off the street little rowdy. You had, you had a towel yeah. fight or what? What did you think? Uh, uh, the It was about wearing a mask. I had my mask on. He said, "Take your mask off." Calling from the original telephone. And uh, Alexander, Alexander Graham Bell. <laughs> I, I don't. No, I know what it is, right? He's got one of those soup cans on a string. <laughs> no, I, I've been. What are you doing with your fingers? People. That's really weird. No. Although no, there are other rolls for coins. Okay, I didn't know what you were doing. I was like, is that really how his fingers look? Sorry, Mike. <laughs> Sorry about that. So I'm glad to hear you're doing good, brother. And I'm glad you got the night off so you can call us. And it's, uh, hey, can I say something about yeah, are, there, are there no hungry or naked people for you to work with? Oh, no. We, we, we don't. We just, well, yeah, if there is, you know, you try and help them. You, you know, you, that's our goal is to try and get people off the street and help them. You know, it's you know what I asking. Like, you, you know you what I used to, to do. Us, but in, aren't in, there like hungry naked people? You know what I used to do, Mike. In college, I would go around and I would look for naked girls so I could put clothes on them. <laughs> Funny. Have <laughs> um, you seen anybody a liar, uh, that can approach you like a Terminator movie and say, "Have uh, <laughs> you seen a big bright light?" <laughs> All right, Mike. Pleasure, man. You're the best. Can I, can, how, how's, your brother, how's your brother doing, Mike? I, I never hear from him anymore. You know, you almost had him on the phone. I did. I He'll be off in a second. Jim, he does this all the time. Um, <laughs> please pray I'm for like, Malcolm. Jesus, I don't know you know, Malcolm. bring the children to me. Yeah, I don't what? know how Malcolm's doing. <laughs> uh, please pray for okay, Malcolm. Okay. I don't know how he's doing, Brady. Yeah, I, I, haven't, I, I, don't, I haven't heard from he him in weeks. All right, brother, I'll pray for him, and you be safe. Can I ask you one more thing before we go? One uh, more thing. Dog licorice, oh, the dog licorice had me busting up laughing. I mean, the <laughs> pictures you had with this licorice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you got to show me. i got to meet licorice when I come back there next year to see you. <laughs> Sounds good, man. <laughs> and we gotta she, she, she's we gotta a, she's the spawn of Satan, so she'll still be alive. <laughs> I love it. Hey, you can, when I come back to you, here next year to see it, you got to show me around the area, okay? <laughs> I will. I will. We'll, we'll talk real soon, Mike. Love you. Guys, <laughs> you too, brother. <laughs> see, Tim, this is what happens. I, I could talk to these guys all night, and they all hate it. <laughs> do, you, do you call your dog Lick short? Uh, I do. You call yeah. your dog Lick for short? Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> So <laughs> there's a lot of there. it's not my dog by the way it's, it's Kelly's dog. When, when you call when you call the dog to come into the house do you say come lick come lick no I say lick come or lick lick come all right well, yeah no right, no right where I was going no uh, okay I, I guess two immediate questions come to mind first 
Was he was he calling in the 1870s? <laughs> and number two, Brady. Uh, okay, you're gonna meet him next summer. Uh, uh, for no, I didn't other, know about that. By the way, yeah, I didn't know about that either. But I guess <laughs> I, I mean now, whether you like it or not. Yeah, apropos of nothing, Brady, you do own a firearm, right? <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so this dog. Is, <laughs> Now I do. I got to carry her everywhere. She can't even go down the steps without falling anymore. And then she bites me, Kathy, when I try to carry her. So she don't like it. It's it's awful, Kathy. I got the gun. (laughs) Kathy, I'm going to tell you I'm picking you up for a show, and you're going to get in the car, and Mike's going to be in it. And I'll be getting out of the car. <laughs> be like, uh, <laughs> uh, I love Mike. Yeah. No, you'd be like, uh, like Austin. What was it, Pillman, when uh, Austin 316 met Pillman 9mm or whatever? Wasn't that the angle? <laughs> <laughs> Kathy is a lot like the loose cannon, by the way. You, you never know what you're going to get with her, Jim. Jim's known me long enough. (laughs) (laughs) I've known Kathy for too long. Uh, 914-338-1885. Yeah, so that's that's where we are tonight. I I also wanted to mention that the the Becky Lynch heel turn, um, supposedly a heel turn, so far the crowd still loves her. She hasn't really done anything outwardly bad other than challenge for a title and win it in nine seconds. I'm not seeing it, you know? I I, I just, I, I think if they pull the trigger on this, first of all, I think it's a mistake with the reactions that she's getting. Second, because they struggle to get people to get reactions sometimes. And they actually legitimately have two stars on one show, Roman Reigns and Becky Lynch, who both get reactions just the way they are. I don't see the point in changing either one of them right now. Um, but beyond that, beyond that, I just, I don't know. Like, I feel like everybody else on the roster would be better suited as bad against Becky Lynch just because that's how the fans seem to like her. Speaking of my... rough, speaking yeah. of rough, did you see that Nia Jax-Charlotte match last night? Yeah. You know, I went, I went out of my way to watch that. We, we, we talk about that, too. <laughs> I went out of my way to watch that because it got such a bad reputation online for, like, how physical they were. I don't know. Like, people were calling it a shoot and stuff like that. I think – and I've never been in the ring, so you guys correct me if you think I'm totally off base here. I thought Nia hit her with a really stiff shot earlier in the match that knocked her a little bit loopy. I thought she was probably concussed. And she just looked out of it for most of that match. And I really think that and the fact that they probably told them to really lay it in, um, that was my impression of the match. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was just a, a snug match. I mean, if, if 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 they were shooting on each other, I mean, you would definitely know it. I mean. <laughs> they were like, in the beginning, like, they were going for suplex. she went for a suplex and, like, Nia Bly. And I was like, yeah, well. I don't know. That kind of stuff happens all the time. Yes, yeah. but some you know, some wrestlers just like it that way. They just like it to work snug, you know what I mean? And I think yeah, it's I, I think it better. In the, the, Sorry, the one dude. shot that Charlotte took into the ropes where her head kind of bobbled around a yeah, little exactly. bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
she may have given she may have given Nia a receipt after that, but after right. that, after that receipt, that possible receipt, it, it was like you said, snug. And uh, I'd like to see more people work snug. Sure, absolutely. Sure, absolutely. I mean, it, it, it was really business. telling. It was really <laughs> telling that I think people that don't normally necessarily watch the matches from beginning to end to see what happens. I think a lot of people paid attention to that match just because of the reputation that it had. And uh, a lot of people really enjoyed it, you know, just because it was kind of a change of pace. If that were Nia Jax every week, I, I think she probably would be one of the top stars in the company. Well, the, the problem with that is that Nia has a reputation and, and yes. somewhat proven that mm-hmm. she's she's hurt people. Um and so if, if she can work snug without hurting people, yeah, great. But i tell you what, I'm surprised that if she has hurt as many people as she has hurt or supposedly has hurt, I'm surprised she hasn't been receded by now. Somebody didn't, you know, Matsudo her. Right. For, yeah, so, for as many people as, as she supposedly hurt, I mean, she is the female Mr. Kennedy at this point. <laughs> he hurt a lot of people? I don't remember that. Oh, he, uh, I don't want to, but yeah. Oh, I, that's how he yeah. got fired, wasn't it? Like a bunch of people went yeah. up to, yeah, I forgot about that. Well, remember the, if you'll remember the final straw, um, Vince had been approached and, uh, the next match, uh, he basically tried to decapitate Randy Orton and then that was the end of it. Okay. I don't remember that, but I take your word for it. Um, yeah, I mean, who's going to stiff Nia back? Other than Shayna Baszler or Ronda Rousey, I don't see anybody kind well, of really... Charlotte could step up and do it. Well, she's, yeah, she's as tall as her, for sure. I, again, I thought it looked like she got knocked loopy, and she just wasn't fully in that match at any point. It didn't feel like to me. Yeah, they, I mean, they were professional enough to carry on with the match. I mean... Stuff like that happens, I mean, yeah. even to the best of us, though. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm curious what you guys think. Again, 914-338-1885 is the number to uh, call in. Uh, what I want to do right now, we'll take a real quick commercial break and uh, kind of get our ducks in a row here, and uh, we will open the phone lines up. Uh, again, I see we have Steve on the line, and you can join us as well. Again, 914-338-1885. It's in the room on the VOC Nation Wrestling. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to the deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Hey, this is yeah. Total Package, Lex Luger, and you're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Since 2018, there's only been one program that brings you artists from around the world, both big and small, brings you the best in local talent, and hosts live events. Rock and Roll Union is all of that and more. With C.T. McManus, the lovely D, and new co-host Psycho Steve Preston, you're sure to get everything you need. So tune in Mondays at 6 p.m. for your one-stop shop for all things rock and roll. Rock and Roll Union, music worth fighting for. Check out In The Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Cassie Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you know Ray there too, right Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Kaku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off a uh, building. And then, uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with history, the voice of choice, and killer can resonate. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Taylor, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out, VOCNation.com, WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Stein of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs, here you get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mama. Get ready. Nasty sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. We're back. It's in the room on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network. Uh, Brady here. I've got Kathy Stroh, Ray, and Jim Molino joining us as well. And, uh, you know, we can take your calls. We're, we're talking wrestling all night long. 914-338-1885. I see we got a couple callers in the queue. Going to get to you guys real soon. Steve, you're up next. So please hang tight. Because uh, Steve is actually a really good caller. Uh, so we're going to talk with Steve very soon. Uh, before we jump back in, though, Stro, what do you got going on this week, man? Oh, goodness gracious. Uh, first of all, Thursday night, WCW Retro, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on 
com. The topic of discussion will be Giants, Monsters, and Beasts of Pro Wrestling. So uh, I dated those in. in college, so, yeah. <laughs> I would love to see your alma mater. <laughs> I would love to see it. That was amazing. <laughs> it was like X-Men, you know? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Friday night. Friday night. Oh, uh, my hard sci-fi show is Strozone at midnight Eastern Standard Time at uh, Facebook.com slash Show the Mice Show. The feature for Friday night will be Terror in the Midnight Sun. Nice. Okay. Very cool. Uh, well, Jim, I'll do the two sides side. <laughs> Where it's actually hotter. It's like 130 degrees, right? <laughs> More or less. Yeah. Okay. This is right. a little cooler. I, now, I live in the valley, so yeah, it's 180 million degrees every day. It's where the Undertaker's from. Oh, no, it's Death Valley, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's Death Valley. <laughs> yeah, my bad. My bad. Jim, I, I know we have ECWA coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, you got anything that you wanted to plug? Oh, I've got that, and um, the date on that is the 16th. That's that right? Saturday. 18th, 16th, 18th. Uh, whatever that Saturday is. Yeah. I'm sorry, I don't have my calendar. For I'm me. looking now. Um, and and October the 30th, um, being I'll be in Glassboro, New Jersey, with um, dog wrestling. Um, <laughs> not, sorry, I am not refereeing there, but I am their the head of their matchmaking committee. Oh, okay. Um, I'm, I'm there. I'm there. I've been told I'm there. Frank Dusick. Nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. All right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'll be there for, for that. And, um, back again in November with uh, ECWA. And I think that might be it for the for the rest of the year for me. I mean, there might be a couple things popping up in between. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, – the shows are still coming, but it's not a – not like it used to be, not yet anyway. So, um, but things are slowly starting to come back. So, uh, well, it's new for me back in the ring, and, and honestly, between like fan fest and, and virtual signings and things like that, I've done like twelve things in, in less than a year. Which okay, doesn't sound like a lot, but I expected only to do like one thing a month. Right. When I got back into the, into the ring and and being in front of people again, so uh, I'm right on schedule for for what I was going to do. Well, that was the uh, that was the agreement that I had with my girlfriend because I was doing a bunch of companies, and then, you know, we just agreed that I would just kind of pick one or two a month and just make it that my thing, you know, and not be a an every weekend kind of guy. And uh, by and large, I'm happy with that decision. You know, sometimes I feel like I'm missing out, but uh, you know, ECWA has been great. I absolutely love being a part of it, and. And, yeah, uh, they've yeah. been great to uh, welcome me in. They're, they're the guys. ones who opened the door for me to come back. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm real loyal to them for I, it. And you're coming up on a year back already. Yeah, Because it was about, September, right? I was, um, no, no, no. I was there. Um, I get, no, really. Uh, May, was that the um, was that the uh, Super 8? Was that yeah, May? it was May. Uh, April or May, okay. yeah. Yeah. April. So that was, that was May, the first yeah. thing I, I – Yeah, so it's only been since May. Is that it, really? I thought yeah, you came yeah, back in September. I, okay. No, I, I sold my company, um, OTW, and yeah. sold the ring to the guys at ECWA. In I sold the ring in February. Okay. And okay. that was and that was when they asked me to uh, if I was interested in refing again. And okay. I said yeah. It was the first time in in seven years that I stepped in the ring to referee. Right. And uh, survived. 
<laughs> and uh, and didn't seem to forget too much. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's been since only then, but yeah, okay. it's been a blast. See, it feels like forever again. already. Yeah, no, that's great though. It's it's been really exciting to have you back for sure. Uh, so again, guys, nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. We're actually going to go to Steve, who uh, I always like talking to Steve. I like talking to all of them. Let's be honest. I like Steve a lot, and Steve is a huge AEW fan, so I'm sure he'll have something to say about some of the tag teams in AEW. What, what's going on, Steve? How you doing, brother? Uh, just just wandering in hopeless night. Uh, glad to have a hopeless night. On. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I want You're not working with the homeless, are you? I want to start yeah, are you with the You're not twirling the nude, are you? <laughs> you no, I get, I get mistaken. I, I probably could get mistaken for homeless, but I'm in, in a pretty nice area. So. Welcome to but the no, I just, I like to. I like so to you're in the business, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he might as well uh, be. Slowly, slowly trying to get in. Uh uh, lo- there's local shows that are pretty fun to go to, but um, uh, I did want to ask uh, Jim uh, Stroh mentioned it about um, Nijak Charlotte. Uh, Jim, did you ever have a, re- a match like that where the wrestlers kind of went off uh, off the rail and started, you know, being unpredictable and uh, getting violent towards each other, like um. without you knowing? <laughs> Actually. Yeah, actually, it's kind of kind of a funny story um, because in the long run, they had to get back to, to being professional and finishing the match the way they were supposed to. <laughs> right. um, it was an independent show. I don't know, if, Kathy, if you were there or not. It was, it was post-ECW days, and it was an independent show at the uh, ballpark in Atlantic City. Ring a bell? You know what? Kathy's actually gone. Oh, she, okay. uh, she left early. Okay, so anyway, there was an independent show in Atlantic City that nobody got paid for. The guy disappeared before the, sh- the, the promoter disappeared before the show ended. Um, mm-hmm. But one of the matches on it was Dave Taylor and um, Buff Bagwell. Cool. Oh, and boy. Bagwell was, Bagwell was supposed to go over in the match and, and with his finish. Mm-hmm. So um, they lock up and release Lock up again. Now they're now they locked up a little bit tighter, and Dave Taylor backed him into the ropes and gave him a European uppercut, and I I shook it off. <laughs> <laughs> and Bagel was like, "Wow!" <laughs> they locked up again. He backed him up again and gave him an even tighter one, Ooh. and just ripped, just let him have it. And he says, he says to and Bagwell's like, oh, brother. And he says to Bagwell, you're you're messed up tonight. I don't know if I can curse. I'll just say messed up. Uh, you're messed up tonight, aren't you? And he's like, no, brother, no, brother, I'm not. And Dave Taylor beat the living crap out of him. Wow. For nice. 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and and got, got him in position so that Bagwell could hit his finisher. And, and go over in the match. <laughs> and, and, I, and I just let them go. I wasn't going to get in the way. But, you know, I knew that they would, at least I thought Dave would be at least professional. If I thought Bagwell was just trying to get out of there. 
Yeah. Um, and he would have been, wow. been willing to, to take the fall just to get out of there. <laughs> That's how brutal it was. <laughs> um, but it was funny, the Road Warriors run in the locker room uh, for the promoter. And okay. I, I, I raised um, Bagwell's hand. I got out of the ring. And, and Bagwell got out of there pretty quick, too, and passed me on the, on the way to the, the dugout. And um, Animal said, what was that all about? I said, I'm not sure, but you better keep them apart from each other. Wow. <laughs> in the locker room. <laughs> but that, that's really the only time I can really think of. I, don't, I think everything was usually pretty well, you know, handled. I, no, I, uh, I, I am surprised to hear you. I'm surprised to hear you say that, Jim, because, like, I can remember being at matches where I've seen New Jack get out of control like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but but going into the match, you expect it. Okay, well, that's like that. Yeah. You, you got to um, and, I, uh, and, and, and this is this is how good New Jack was. Yeah. As out of control as it looked, everyone knew exactly what was going on. Oh, okay. All right. Hmm. I mean, uh, at least in ECW, uh, mm-hmm. any other independents or anything like that, um, I really can't speak of, except for the one incident in ECW. But, okay. um, but you know, for, from an ECW point of view, yeah, I think uh, pretty much everybody knew what they were getting into, and and it was pretty well controlled. Hmm. Okay. I'm there such you a, have it. Uh, what big, were you saying, Steve? I'm such a big William Regal fan. I wish I'm kicking myself I didn't go meet Dave Taylor in 2015 when I was in North Carolina. Like, I would have loved to uh, hear some Blue Blood stories about Bobby Eaton and, and Regal. But um, I, I did want to ask, uh, uh, Jim, was there a favorite Legends appearance in ECW? I think Jerry Lawler comes to mind. I know Terry Funk was obviously a legend at that point, but just, just those legend cameos like a Jake Roberts or a Jerry Lawler. Um, yeah, for me, and I may have a different point of view than than a, a standard fan where you would pick a Jake Roberts. Um, for me, it was Bobby Eaton. Yeah. In all, Bobby, Eaton. amazing, amazing, amazing worker, and just to to you know be there and be that close to watch him and and try to, you know, figure things out that he does and, and how he does little little things that made him that much, you know, better, that that tweak that he puts into things. Um, working on a regular basis, um, again, I, I'm a big tag team fan. Working with Tommy Rogers was great. I loved working with him. That's cool. That That is definitely cool. And, and you know what they say, like the ones who are really good – um, they're so good at it that the fans might not even realize how good they are, you know? Yeah. And I think that's definitely the case. I've heard that many times about Bobby Eaton. And uh, Tommy Rich was another one I used to hear that about a lot, you know, just just so good, yeah. like just so many different things. Did you have any more uh, questions, Steve? We were, we were talking about um, AEW, if not, and I definitely want to get your thoughts on it. About what, the tag team division? Yeah, the tag teams in AEW. I mean, uh, I, 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 there are other tag teams so. besides the Young Bucks, believe it or not. I like the Lucha Brothers, and I like I like uh, Luchasaurus. I think Luchasaurus, he reminds me of Kane, because Kane can do, Kane can do comedy and be serious, too. So I really like Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, and Lucha Brothers, I think, are a great tag team. Uh, I enjoy their 
tag teams in general. Uh, FCR is a good team, so but I, I really like uh, the new attitude of Young Bucks. But um, they yeah, keep I coming down to the ring now. I, I do laugh at them now. I, I loved one. I don't know who it was, but one of them tripped during a match, and it was just so funny. Like, like <laughs> it's hard sometimes. It, it comes off forced, like in comedy, like. But it just it reminded me. It seemed like a like a heel Chevy Chase move to just trip during a match. But um, I, I, got, I, a did good, want to I got a good question. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. I wait. I, I wish Derek was on because I would have asked him about the boxing match this past weekend. Uh, Tyron Woodley, Jake Paul, but uh, I didn't know what you were going to ask, Brady. Uh, I, I mean, I'm assuming Derek will be on in a little bit, but I'm not sure. Uh, I, um, you know, like we're talking about these great tag teams, and there certainly have been some good ones over the years, but is there anybody anywhere that you guys would kind of consider, like, on the same playing field as... Well, okay. I mean, obviously, like the Road Warriors are class themselves. The Steiners. There's a lot of really great tag teams over the years. The Dudleys. Uh, but is there anybody that could kind of be in that class now? I'm thinking the Revival could, but they just there's they have a lot of work to do in terms of like actually putting body of work out there. I think. Gun but one. I think the I mean, that might that might be a. I mean, really? it might be a polarizing, might be a polarizing, polarizing answer, but I mean, uh, they've worked with, you know, Hardy Boys. Uh, I'm sure they've worked with Rock and Roll at some point. Rock and Roll kind of did like a shirt with Young Bucks, like collaboration. I, I think they're, I think they've earned their uh, popularity. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I think Lucha Brothers could be, not not. Not on the Dudley Boys or Road Warriors level, but I think Lucha Brothers could be a hot tag team uh, in AEW. Um, but I guess on Legacy, I guess FTR and Young Bucks. Like, in, if, if we're talking AEW. Yeah. If you're talking WWE, I think you could put the Usos as close, but I don't yeah. think they're there yet. And, and really just close because of their longevity more than anything. I, I don't know what you guys think about that, but that's kind of where I put them at this point. I think they're probably the top tag team in WWE. Well, they only, they're the only tag team that's been intact for the last two years. Yeah. Besides, yeah, besides sure. New Day, yeah. I think New Day yeah. might be the yeah. closest. Everything else has been makeshift, you know. Let's throw this at the wall and see if they stick together. I mean, I'm trying to remember. Like, I, I for a while there, I would have said the Street Profits had a lot of potential. They've been going for a couple of years, but they just don't do anything. You know, at, at some point, whoever was behind them, probably Paul Heyman, I'm guessing, um, I really um, lost their sight. I really, I really wish they didn't release Bobby Fish because I think Red Dragon would have been a great tag team in NXT and WWE in general. Without yeah, either. yeah, I got to reach out to Bobby. I, I we've had him on here many times. Before he got signed, I'm sure he would love to come back. I think That'd be a fun interview. Was a, a case of bad luck with his injuries, but I thought I think that in his age. I, mean, I think his age too. I think like, he's, they're, yeah, they're, I think he's yeah super underrated. It it seems so weird to me because like 
they're talking about getting rid of older guys. Over 30. And then you have Samoa Joe win the NXT title in the same breath. I don't know. It just Uh, seemed weird. And and you bring John Cena back. And you bring John Cena back. But, like, Cena, I can understand. You know, that's a dream match against Roman Reigns. Samoa Joe went from a commentator on their main roster to the champion of their developmental. And the guy is my age. And that that, that shouldn't be Uh, lost on anybody. The guy is my age. Hopefully he'll he'll, he'll, he'll lose it to a up-and-coming star or one of their current stars. But I have an NXT question. Um, is Walter one of the best wrestlers in WWE history? I, it's just like, I know it's like he's so current and he's got more progress to go, but it's just Walter cannot have a bad match. And those Ilya matches are classics. Oh, I think they're great. And, and they were probably a highlight. I don't know if you guys had the chance to check out that NXT TakeOver match. Between Walter and Ilya. Like, hard-hitting and, like, just absolutely intense. It it reminded me of, like, trying to think, like, maybe, like, Benoit and Angle back in the day. That's what it reminded me. It was was hitting like that, you know? Um, I mean, there was a – I know there was a pandemic going on, but he's, like, the Bruno San Martino, that UK brand. Well, you had the title for, what, like, 800 days or something? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, I think he's great. Um, I think what's going to prevent him from being among the greatest is the fact that he's willing to just stay in Europe and do his thing. He doesn't really want to come over and be on the main roster, it doesn't seem like. I think he would he, I I think th- he would have fit in with that all Japan 90s Perfect. era with Stan Hansen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I wish, I wish definitely. he could work Japan if he wasn't signed right now, yeah. Jim, do you ever think about that? Like, like if ECW were still around today, the kind of stars that either would have cut their teeth there or that would be there now, like 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 the Ring of these Honor NXT AEW guys, I would imagine Ring of Honor, um, they probably would be ECW guys, and I I'd imagine it would be almost unrecognizable from what it was 20 years ago. Oh sure, I mean the company would have to change because wrestling itself has changed in yeah, 20 yeah. years. Um, Walter, I, I, I can't imagine what it would, what Paul would be able to write for him. <laughs> it would be amazing uh, for for Paul to have his hands on on him and and push him to you know whatever level he would. Um, you asked earlier, can Walter have a bad match? Yes, he can when he when he moves up the raw. <laughs> when they get a hold of him there, they're going to kill him. <laughs> when he's losing to Jeff Hardy in thirty seconds, right? Better than right. Better than yeah. No, I mean, that's. I think that's what's missing for. That's what's missing for wrestling today is is, is companies that can be developmentals, um, for for feeding to even NXT. NXT is a developmental, but yeah. I mean they're all doing the same thing. They're all being trained the same way, and I think that's what. What's killing the product in the long run? Everybody's the same slice of pie. Nobody's mm-hmm. different. Where when they would hire people coming in, you know, I mean, look when, look at what WWE was when when Vince was building it. Look at all the different talents that he used yeah. to to build the company that were absolutely not the same type of product. Where, where everyone was a different style of wrestling. Um, and they, you know, and they tried people that didn't work. I mean, as great as the the Freebirds are, they didn't fit in. 
to to what they they were looking for. But uh, you know, a talent like Ted DiBiase is different from the junkyard dog. To you know, Billy Jack Hayes didn't fit in, but he was a great talent. So you know, and they were all different styles. And I think that's what's missing from the, the television product that we see. Everybody's really kind of cookie cutter now. I agree. I, I, I do agree with that. that. Yeah. Go ahead, and, you, and even in promotions that are a little bit better about it, mm-hmm. like, I, I can tell you, without without sitting down and watching a match, if you just showed me a, a roster of some promotion, you know, you know, some promotion that I don't that I don't see a lot of. I'm going to tell you right now. There's going to be there's there's edgy dark guy that doesn't do a lot of wrestling moves, but just sort of hits people. There's strong technical wrestler that looks like Chris Masters. <laughs> yeah. There's little guy that jumps off a bunch of stuff. I mean, it, and even and and that's that's just true in AEW and a lot of the NWA promotions. I mean, I can't speak universally because I I, I can't. And a lot you see that in the same way. It's, it's even true in a lot of in a lot of the Mexican and Japan promotions now. Yeah, uh, you, Jim, it got so bad. I'm going to bring on Derek, by the way. Uh, it got so bad <laughs> that I was at an independent show probably ten years ago, where five or six of the guys used "Cold of Personality" as their theme song, and seven or eight <laughs> of them used the Super Kick as their finisher. I love it, you know. And that's the the fault of the promoter. That's not the fault of the wrestlers. That's the fault of the promoter or the booker or whoever's in charge. Someone who's afraid to say no. Right. You know, like, um, I'll I'll just use myself as an example with OTW when we were running it. You know, um, my my, um, top heel um, had, had a certain move, and we would say, can't use that. Nobody can use that. That's his finisher. That's it. And you couldn't use, you know, cashmere because that was his entrance music. Um, you know, so we made sure that certain yeah. things were done. I, and just another quick example. Um, yeah. I did a, a tour of Alaska right after um, ECW finished up. Uh, okay. The Angels put together a couple of shows and brought in a match that was six luchadors, or I, I shouldn't say they were luchadors, but six young kids. Um, from California nice. to be the opening match. And they okay. were bam, 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 bam. And they did every single person's finish that was left, that was on the card and no-sold each one. Oh, no. <laughs> so it wasn't their finish. You know, it wasn't, none of them was the finish of the match. And they were met by a wall of the boys uh, when they came through the curtain that first night, and, tell, and I'll tell you what, the second night, that match was very different. I'm sure it was. That's you know, one, of them said, one of the guys said to them, you know, oh, you just, just no-sold my finish, so what am I going to do for my match now? And, and they didn't understand the concept. Yeah. That's crazy. That is really crazy. Uh, so, so we have Derek McDonald with us. Uh, uh, Derek... Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> You're hearing a different voice. So Matt Grimm has uh, taken mm-hmm. some time away because of his kid and because of commitments at work. Uh, but we found yeah, a, an incredible replacement. Uh, he's going to be on and off with us for a little while. Uh, we have uh, former ECW referee Jim Molyneux 
joining the program. And uh, it, it's been an amazing perspective. Mm-hmm. I got a question for Derek if he doesn't have anything to <laughs> I ask. I forgot about the question. Uh, <laughs> I no, I'm here. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, Derek. Derek, yeah. did you see the uh, Jake Paul Tyron uh, Woodley fight this past weekend on Showtime? I did. I did see that. Do you, uh, <laughs> do you think Woodley won, or do you think Paul legit won? Because it seemed like, from looking at the stats, that from what I Was saw on the graphics that Paul won. But um, maybe Tyrone well, held back. Do you think Tyrone was passive? Yes, because uh, there was that one shot where he, he hit him with the right and he, like, fell into the ropes. And I'm thinking, oh, that's it. And, and then he kind of pulls up and he eases up off of him. And I thought to myself, up oh, the fix is in. I, you know, I hate to think everything's, you know, fake or work, as they say in wrestling, but – that looked like it was, you know, it wasn't like it was on the up and up because he had him hurt and then he backed up off of him. They, they, so, got some, I, uh, they got some pro wrestling buildup with that tattoo stipulation he, he gave him. Yeah, they did. Yeah, which is weird. I would never agree to get another, you know, I love another man tattooed on my body. Yeah, uh, I love Jake Paul. Uh, yeah. That's weird. Is it Jake Paul or Paul Jake? I know I sound like my it's dad when Jake I Jake Paul. That. Okay. It was Paul Jake. Jake Paul. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> Isn't it Logan Paul or Paul Logan or something? Isn't that it? It's Logan Paul's brother. Logan, yeah, Logan's his okay. brother. I don't, I don't, okay, I got you. He's the guy that did the thing with Sammy on at WrestleMania or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I got you. Yeah. And he I, wouldn't um, let Sammy in to watch him train. Poor Sammy, yes, or Sammy got in and then he walked out for a minute and they locked the door behind him. Yeah, he, he's a bad guy. I don't like him. Yes. And then he broke up the Miz and Morrison. There you go. I think Morrison should have broke up with them a long time ago. Morrison's better than the Miz, and uh, mm-hmm. I'll fight anybody that thinks different. No. Yeah, I mean, in terms of in-ring and stuff, yeah. Oh, in-ring, yeah. Yeah, he is, he is. And, and the Miz, honestly, Jim, you talk about never evolving. Uh, the Miz has been doing the same thing for 15 years now. He has. Yeah, but the somehow it's worked. Because he's really that annoying. Yeah. You know, and I think the I think the problem with with, with letting this letting Morrison get away from him is now I I can hear it. You know, I'm sorry, we don't have anything for you. The creative can't can't come up with something for someone that's talented like Morrison. I know. I, I see that, I see that happening down the road. Yeah. How do you follow up? So they had that big split, and, like, obviously that's the match that everyone wants to see after that attack. How do you follow that up with him just getting destroyed by Omos? Who do I, I mean, and nothing against Omos, but, like, my God. Like, he's, like, the second coming of the Greek Kali. Oh, how dare you. <laughs> and what they should have done was, you know, when Omos got out of the ring, when Omos got out of the ring um, yeah. Miz should have handed him a few bucks. You know, to, <laughs> yeah. to build the man. But they, they don't even yes. think of that. Yes. You know, I'd be on board with that. Part. You know, I missed the show last week, so you guys might have touched on this. Um, it's very timely with CM Punk getting ready to get back in the ring. Did you mention Roman Reigns in the needle moving comment and how upset everybody got when Roman said that about CM Punk? I think we touched on it, but I, I mean, I didn't oh, okay. really. It was brief. 
Yeah. I mean, I think at this point, he's just like in kiss everybody off mode, and I think it's great. He was Mm -hmm. even like taking shots at John Moxley, like. Yeah, he, he, yeah. He just, that's yeah. the Paul. That's the Paul Heyman. I think that's the Paul Heyman. You know, whispering in his ear, like when you go out to do the interview, so. you know, drop, drop. Same thing is like the missionary and, thing. Like the whole the missionary. It's the same thing. Every <laughs> single. It's amazing. He's uh. Yeah. I was saying earlier, um, and and I know people are kind of mixed on it. I don't think the WWE should turn Becky Lynch. And I don't think it's too late because she really hasn't done anything yet uh, other than deny Bianca Belair a match, which, like, honestly, that's something that the man would have done anyway, probably. So, like, it's not a big deal. But when you've got two characters that are resonating so much with the fans, like Roman Reigns and Becky Lynch, I wouldn't change a damn thing with either one of them. I wouldn't. I I would leave it alone. Oh, I wouldn't either. And I think... If they try, it's going to be hysterical to me if they try to if they try to turn her because, well, very rarely do we get to sit on this show and talk about a mistake that WWE is making in real time. We get to come out here and talk about mistakes we see them make with roster moves and on shows all the time, but very rarely do we actually get to talk about the mistake as it happens. They. The, the best part is they if they really That's because they don't run against us anymore. That's true. Yeah. The best part NXT, I guess, but. Uh, if they try to if they try to turn back Lynch, the best part is gonna be that they already tried to turn her heel and it went horribly and they had yeah. to just give up and make her a face. Right. Here's the thing, if you're gonna turn well, her Yeah. You have to have somebody that the people care about. See, the reason Brett works is because everybody loves Steve Austin. Um, so it was kind of like, you know, we love Austin, and they were starting to turn on Brett anyway, so it worked. So if they're going to turn her, they need somebody who can be that number one face while she's turning Hill. And I don't know. Right. I mean, it could it could have been Bianca, but then you took poor Bianca it been. in 10 seconds, and they ruined that by doing that. Um I mean, maybe it could be Liv Morgan, but she doesn't get enough TV time. So it's like, I don't... It's, it's got to be Sasha, though, if she turns back to face. Yeah. It, yeah. It, in my Sasha, opinion... Maybe Sasha, but she just turns her heel. Yeah. I, no, I, right. I think it could be Sasha at this point. I, she's just too grating on people. I, I, I just think she's better as a heel, and Bailey's out. Yeah. She's better as a heel. I, but here's my thing. Like, what they could have done is they could have had Becky Lynch come out at SummerSlam. And she could have challenged Bianca, done exactly what she did, and they could have had a 20-minute match. And I think it would have been mm-hmm. one of the best matches of the night. And at the end of it, when it was clear that Bianca was better and going to win, if you wanted to turn Becky, that's when you have her just clobber her with a chair and leave, frustrated. Just end it that way. Yeah. You, you've cemented, and, and you'll have created that, because Bianca will have just gone 20 minutes with the man and proven that she can beat her, and I think the crowd already likes Bianca enough. She kind of took over that role when Becky left in a lot of different ways. So I, I think the fans would have bought in. But by having her lose like that, maybe I'm being short-sighted. Maybe there's, like, a bigger plan in play here. But, I, Jim, you're shaking your head. No, I don't see a bigger plan. I think it was just short-sighted and, and could have been executed a whole lot better. Yeah, I, I think that 
if they wanted um, a positive reaction for for Bianca Belair, they wouldn't have done what they what they've done. And now the fans were like, they were like, oh, gee, we, we thought she was better than that. Yeah, you know, the the the, the air is out of the the balloon. And and That's now they, it seems like the fans really don't care. You know, it's you know they're the person that they cheered for got squashed in in two seconds. Right. And they're like, oh, there goes our hero. So now we move on to the next one. And you know the nature of like fans and how that you know when Becky Lynch wins that match in nine seconds, of course people are going to be reacting. People that maybe wouldn't have cheered for Becky in that situation cheered for her because. You know, she just did that in what, however long. I, I said nine seconds. It might have been like I, I don't remember what the exact number was, but she beat her really quickly. She beat her really quickly, and the fans, of course, are going to get behind that. You know, just because that's a momentum thing. That's like that. You condition fans to like respond when something quickly happens like that. So of course they're going to get behind her. But it could, it could have been Bianca, if that's what you wanted. You didn't need to take fans away from Bianca to then take the fans away from Becky. What do you just want? No fans for any of them? Is that the goal? I don't, I don't understand yeah. what the goal was. I don't know. Uh, it's frustrating, I mean, Derek. And then, mm-hmm. uh, and then, and, and then you have Naomi, who they don't they book her terribly. But every time there's a big show yeah. and she's on the big show, she gets a loud reaction. You bring her out there, and the first thing they tell her is, well, you've done nothing to prove you deserve to be a top star on SmackDown. Why the hell is a fan will I care about Naomi either? If you're going to tell me on TV, <laughs> you're going to run everybody down. Prove, yeah, it's like, well, what the hell is the point then? And at least with Roman, <laughs> like, he comes out there. Yeah. I can, I can see that, that I can see there's one or two in games with Roman. It's either – you build a big E up, and he cashes in on Roman, and he can be a next big face. Or you do Roman and Rock at WrestleMania, and you have him beat The Rock. And, you know, at least there's an end game to this Roman thing. Right now with Becky, there's nobody that they've built to even look like they belong in the ring with her. And I don't, given their track record, I can't see how they're going to build anybody up to make it that way. No. And it's going to hurt Becky in the long term because she's not going to have anybody – that can go toe to toe with her. That fans are going to keep interest. Yeah, it's that is that is true. And Derek mentioned one of the two that you look at and you go, "Wow, I you really wish that they could not screw that up." Uh, one is Naomi. You know, I whether or not she necessarily has the technical chops, eh, but she's not unsafe. She's not unentertaining. I understand that. And then the other one is Liv Morgan. The number one reason nobody cares about Liv Morgan is because Liv Morgan is never on your television. Right. Despite despite the fact that they have, we worked it out. We worked it out before. They have, what, 15, 16 hours of programming a week or some other absurd number like that? Mm-hmm. And you can't find room. You can't find room to build up a very attractive blonde woman and a very attractive black woman. You, you you can't you can't find time to put either of them on your TV and make them make them care. And Lena Vega can't she's get going, a win for to save her life. Yeah, she's going fifty fifty with uh, Carmella every week though. Win lose win lose. Oh, that's you know that's great. That's, yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's just excellent. Yeah. 
And I like Carmella. Just like like sports. You know, I love rooting for a team that only wins half the time. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Oh, you're... That's how I felt you're a Flyers fan. I was you're a Flyers fan. I was thinking you're a Tennessee Titans fan. <laughs> no, no, even worse, I'm a Raiders fan. Raiders? Oh. So you like rooting for teams that were less than half the time. Well, when I, when I first started you love Malcolm. the Raiders, they, they, were, they, were, they were showing up uh, half shot in the ass before the game even started. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. <laughs> and winning. That's true. I, like they, uh, I'm in a similar boat. I, I, when I first started watching football, I, the Buffalo Bills were just the talk of the town. And <laughs> That's right. I forgot you liked the Bills. <laughs> oh, yeah, Josh Allen. <laughs> just, just thinking. Just speaking of Buffalo, real quick. Somebody tweeted the other day because um, the Arizona, um, or I, I, yeah, the Arizona um, Coyotes are are losing their building. And they were looking for a town to go to, and I, I tweeted, "Wow, they should go to Buffalo because they haven't had a hockey team there for years." <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. No, no, I mean, but you're, I mean, like they don't. And this is the same thing we've talked about time and time again: is that is that you can't have parody booking and then one person who always wins because then I don't care person that always wins is fighting since I already know the outcome before the match happens. Yeah, I mean, again, where they struggle, and you're kind of seeing it with Roman a little bit. Um, Everybody that would emerge to challenge him is somebody that you know has lost half their matches. You know. Except for The Rock. And honestly, I don't think The Rock's going to beat Roman. So, Derek, you talk about an endgame. Yeah, Roman will be even bigger because he beat The Rock, but I don't necessarily see the endgame for Roman at any point. Um, no. Not unless you can bring in some sort of a monster and turn him good again at some point. I I, I just don't see how it ends. I, That's what I'm saying. By the same token, it's been so good that I don't care about it ending. Yeah, that's the good thing. You're not... You're kind of like, oh man, I can't wait for somebody to be Roman because he's enjoyable. And like I said, yeah. if this was Vince, if this was Vince McMahon years ago, common sense would tell us, well, Big E's a big charismatic guy. They're going to build him up. But then you turn on the and I love Happy Corbin. I think Happy Corbin is hilarious. But you turn on the like, TV and Big E. I like e's, down on his luck, Corbin, e's. better. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, it was he's funny. Amazing. He tried to buy. He tried to buy the briefcase from yeah. Big E, and Big E was like, you know what? I, 
you'll just you'll cash it in and you'll lose. I like you happy. I'll, I'll keep on it. Don't worry about it. I'll hold on to it. But um, <laughs> what was Matt saying uh, with uh, with Corbin? He said he looked like uh, <laughs> the point of his social club. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but no, it's I like you said. I don't know what the end game is, and it's working for now. But if we're six months from now and there's still no end game, hey, it kind of can get boring. I think I think Finn Balor could be built up again and be that guy that knocked Roman off. Really? Months, months later, yeah. Yeah, but he's going to be fighting I mean, him this month. Oh, I'm sorry. He's fighting him on, on I Friday. I, I think he's fighting him Friday. <laughs> Friday and then Extreme Rules. Oh, okay. Well, you I meant, like, if he I, wasn't facing him now, I think he could be built up again. The only thing I can think, because if you look at it, Roman Roman has already beaten, I mean, Bray and, and Braun and uh, Daniel Bryan and Edge and his his cousin Jay and, and um, Cena. I mean, and I'm sure there have been others, but, like, Cesaro and uh, whoever. You know, Roman Reigns is everybody that they've thrown at him. They They really need the draft. Because I don't mm-hmm. see Big E, I don't see Big E being the one to take that step against Roman. I see Big E challenging Lashley. I could see that. I could see about Big E being the one to finally beat Lashley. I I could totally see that. Um, but I just I don't see Roman losing to Big E. I really don't. I think they're going to have to do something in that draft. What about Brock? He just came back. What beating Roman? I mean, he's beaten Roman several times before. He's beaten Undertaker. I mean, it's not unlikely that it could happen. You know, yeah, you know it'd be good. It's, it's two uh, guys on Raw. You need a you need a full timer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You need a full timer. I I've it, got guys, it'd be two guys on Raw. It's, you might have the same guy as I do. Yeah, who, who trained together? One is Riddle. I think if Riddle was put in a position where he could do something outside of just being a comedy guy, he would work. But after what I saw on Monday, Riddle's a man. Yeah. After what I saw on Monday, I think Damian Priest would be the perfect guy to beat Roman right. if they built him up the right way. I could. That's a good guess. I could. Is that? That, that was where I was going to go. I, I okay. was going to go keep keep building Damian Priest to just before he has the opportunity to go for the Universal Championship on Raw. Goes over to SmackDown. Boom! He's right in the race against Roman Reigns. Yeah, and, and I could see that. I, I totally could see that. Um, you have him dominate the mid card. Don't do the parody stuff. Dominate the mid card, mm-hmm. and uh, and then you switch him over. I has uh, has like the ship sailed on Drew McIntyre though? Yeah. Uh, yes. Officially, yeah, they, they have to rebuild him. They have to rebuild. They have to rebuild him. It's a shame. SmackDown and get a year in. Yeah, but how are you going to get a year in? I mean, I guess he could beat all the guys that Roman beat, but, you know, it'll look silly if he doesn't go out there and challenge Roman, and you don't want to throw him at Roman right now. It's so funny because last year this time, they did Drew versus Roman at Survivor Series, the two champions, mm-hmm. and I said that was mm-hmm. dumb. I said that was the WrestleMania match. At the time, mm-hmm. it felt like it. Now it feels like it couldn't be like no. yeah. Friday Night SmackDown main event anymore. I mean, the, the biggest guy really that you could put in there with Roman is the champion on the other show, and that's Lashley. 
and <laughs> you'd have to beat Lashley to get him over there to Roman. So mm-hmm. it's they they they've booked themselves yeah. into a corner. They have, and I and I think Lashley's in the same situation as Roman. I don't see anybody on the Raw roster that's that's worthy of of beating um, Lashley at right now. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of the listeners actually just messaged me, Adam Colbebe. Uh We don't even know if Adam's going to be in WWE at this point. Exactly. Uh, the rumor a yeah. couple weeks ago was he had signed the contract. I apparently he's a free agent. So I mean, first of all, you can't go by wrestling media because the same people that insisted he signed the contract two weeks ago when he vet Vince McMahon and it was a million and a half dollars and blah blah blah. Uh, apparently mm-hmm. he's a free agent. So I don't know what AEW is using him heavily. Here's the thing AEW's about Adam Cole. Tense. They've been teasing, uh, you know, the 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 elite guys have been teasing him, but then you go on Adam yeah. Cole's social media and he's posting stuff with him and Nakamura, and he's going back and forth with Pat McAfee. And if you watch SmackDown, McAfee rocks out to Nakamura when he comes out, so that could be a made feud for the IC title. It's 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 a lot going on with Adam Cole, and I and I think you said on this show before, if he goes to AEW, their their roster, especially at the mid card and the top, is starting to get crowded. Daniel Bryan's coming in, yeah. um, Punk is in. You know they're saying they're getting Bray Wyatt. You know all these guys are coming in. Adam Cole, he kind of gets lost in that shuffle there if he comes in with all these other guys. Um, I think if he went to SmackDown and he feuded with McAfee and Nakamura and he becomes IC champion, it would kind of give him some space and then he could work with a Kevin Owens or a Sami Zayn. But, you know, it's up to him. They say Mr. Man likes him. I want Adam Cole to come in and be a main event guy. I I don't want to see him playing around with the mid-card titles. The the kid is great. I mean, he is really good. And I I know he's on the shorter side, but, I mean... Maybe I'm crazy, but I I see I get Shawn Michaels type vibes from the kid. I I yeah. think he's a ama- and and Jim, as you know, I mean he's been around forever in this area. I mean everybody, right. it, such a nice kid, so humble in real life, and just like just just a consummate professional. I think he is exactly what WWE could use, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd like yeah. to see him. I I would rather see him in the main event of Raw. Than fighting Hangman and Adam Page or joining some gang in AEW. Yeah, I, I think he would get buried in AEW. As much as all, yeah. as much as his buddies and friends are over there, he's going to meet the wall of vice presidents in charge of programs. Wall of vice presidents who, yeah. who, who don't want to give up their their belts or their positions or their prestige, whether it's yeah. a tag team or whether it's a champion or, or whether it's a heavyweight champion. Um, you know, I, he'll come in and put on one nice match, and next week he'll be, you know, wrestling um, the Hardy family or you know, whoever. Uh, and you won't, or or he'll be on one. Of, he'll be on one of their YouTube shows. You won't see him for a month. I know. I'd love to see him. I'd love to see him with Stan Bryan in AEW. I think a Cole Bryan match that'd be pretty big. I could see that. Who, who do you beat? He's, Cole's going to have to get beat because Brian's the biggest star. Like, they, they I'll have Cole win at some point. Yeah. Like, and I remember a year ago, I remember I was so excited for Scorpio Sky. And I was like, oh, he's going to be the guy. They're going to build him up. 
They're going to build Paige up. I was so excited for those two guys. And here I am a year later, and I'm talking Bad about, guy. you know, Omega's the world champion. Um, poor TNA, <laughs> they don't even get their, you know, they don't even get their, 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 their heat back because Omega loses the title, the TNA title, to another AEW guy. But it's, you know, it's Malachi Black. And not even on their product. Exactly, and it's I don't know. I guess I guess Impact just loves being mentioned with AEW because they've gotten nothing out of this relationship. Yeah, but it's I don't want Adam. Well, I, want, I want to know. They got Christian and Kazarian. Oh boy! I want to know how many people had tuned in to Impact the following week after Christian won the AEW title oh. or won their title in AEW. I did. I, I don't. Have, how many people who watch AEW, those hardcore AEW fans, even know where to find Impact on television? <laughs> they don't know where to find it, and they don't want to know where to find it. I- I've been saying this for months now. All of this makes sense if you accept the premise that TNA wants to be bought up by AEW and be a subsidiary show. <laughs> That's the only way any of this makes a lick of sense. They want to be AEW's developmental. Yes. That's a good you know suggestion. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, honestly, you know, I mean, I mean, Derek and I claim victory on the TNA death mm-hmm. block because it is clearly yeah. no longer alive. They're still alive. It's, it's alive. No, we're still alive. I watch him every day. (laughs) Two hours. Swinger. Swinger's Palace. Brady and I, uh, Derek and I claim victory on the TNA desktop. Even though it's disputed, it's disputed that we claim victory. Uh, It, it makes, it makes no sense. That TNA, TNA knows that like, like they are a dead promotion. Because you know, if you think about it, they're not dead. If one of, if, if, if one of us just hit, they're dead, Brady. <laughs> they're owned by a big company. They're dead. They're like, they're like, no one cares. They're they're never going to grow. Because the thing is, like that name is toxic. The actual name of TNA is toxic. That's why they use Impact. Uh, I got a question. <laughs> is, is, Here's is, how you Impact? know they're dead. How do, how do you, how, as a fan, how do you get tickets for their show, for their events? They hand them out to you as you leave from the from the previous event. <laughs> oh, no. It has to be. Oh, no. It has I, to I gotta... be. They don't advertise, hey, we're going to, you know, you know they're going to be in Nashville. Okay, we're going to be in Nashville on the 10th. Come and see the yeah. show, even if it's free. Come and see the show. They don't. I, I gotta, they don't even let you know when the show is. Well, I think it's so weird. Like it's I got so a weird to me. I, just one <clears throat> second, Steve. I just think it's it's so weird to me that like I I feel like other than WWE, there's almost no brand identity with companies anymore. I mean, you got who's appearing in AEW on Impact in New Japan and Ring of Honor. There's so much NWA. There's so much crossover right now between, like, five or six different companies that, like, like I couldn't tell you what company Chelsea Green is in right now. She's in Ring Impact. She's in Ring of Honor. Uh, I expect she'll probably do something with AEW in the next couple weeks just because everybody seems to be sharing everybody. She's in the NWA. 
I, I, I just, I don't see any, like, it's hard to say, to me, a company is dead when they're all sharing the talent. But they're not sharing. And I know AEW is not don't. sharing like other people, but they're all sharing. I was going to say, the only top talent that's oh jumped shows was Omega going to Impact. That was it. I mean, the whole time, I at, at one point I thought, okay, they're going to build up Moose as the guy to beat Kenny Omega, and he's going to show up on a random mm-hmm. AEW show, and he's going to attack Kenny Omega, and that'll get some eyes on the TNA product. And yep. now Moose is just a guy. He's just a guy now. They built up Yeah, the and their champion think, is Christian. Yeah, I thought they did a great job with Rich Swan when he was champion and making him look like he was somewhere near main event talent. And the mm-hmm. minute they, they did this forbidden door thing, he's just a guy now. It, the yeah. only person, only people from Impact who are benefiting from this forbidden door thing are the Good Brothers, and that's because they stand behind Kenny Omega on 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 uh, AEW. Steve, what was your question? Which which of the companies are going to grow? Uh grow uh, faster, uh, Ring of Honor, NWA, or Impact? Because we're talking about Impact being dead, but is Ring of Honor and NWA in the same situation, or are they going to grow back? Because NWA just got no. some coverage lately. See, my heart goes to NWA. It does. Uh, well, it, it, it's so tough. Yeah, ROH is, uh, By the way, Jim, I, I, I watch Ring of Honor, and i got to tell you, uh, one of the guys that kind of trained under you, you know what I'm going to say. He really is number yeah. one. I, I love the guy, I, and I, I met him years ago, kind of coming out of your 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 promotion and everything. But Brian Johnson, um, his work has just been, like, next level. Like, I, I am yeah. amazed. It, it doesn't even seem like the same kid to me, and he was great then. I mean, you must yeah. be so proud to see him on TV. Yeah, he, he's one of the guys that I'm really proud of. But there, there are other guys, believe it or not, that are with WWE that I was part of their training. Right. Uh, not with, not when, well, when when OTW was part of the Monster Factory and even before, mm-hmm. um, when it was just the, when I was with just the Monster Factory. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Brian, Brian's really skyrocketed, and and it, it's all a credit to him. I don't, you know, we're we're guys who are working for WWE. You have to rely on a lot of people, a lot of hands, hands-on with developing, yeah. you know, the character and giving them lines. This is all Brian off the top of his head, and it's the guy The guy works really hard. I'm, I'm very proud of him. Um, but back to the subject you were talking about, about companies, there's a company you haven't, nobody's mentioned, um, that can break out, and, and I think MLW might be one of the companies yes. that has a yeah. good oh. chance to break out. They just oh, have, yeah. They've just announced they, they've added Tajiri to their lineup. Wow, and they seem to be out doing shows. NWA is too, but they seem to be out doing shows mm-hmm. in front of live crowds, and I think that yeah. means a lot to um, their their development. And also, they have, as crappy as it may be, uh, for, for a television outlet, they have a television outlet. The NWA, you have to go online to yeah. their, yeah. their YouTube channel or whatever. Yes. Um, Ring of Honor, you you have to go right. to their their, um, you know, fight or, or yeah. YouTube if you, if you live in an area that doesn't have Sinclair. Um, yeah, I would. You know, and so right. I, I think MLW might have a bit of advantage with being on the... Yeah, they're, um, they're on Vice, right? The, the, you know, they're on, they they're on, on Vice I think, a little bit, but they're, 
I think they can appeal to that with, um, younger crowd too. If there was they yeah. appeal to that millennial boomer crowd. Yeah, there, there was talks around mania. And they have MLW. some talent there that's really, really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there was there was talk uh, about MLW. They were, discussing, like, having, yeah. they were discussing having a relationship with, like, WWE. And if I'm Court Bauer, I call Vince, and I go, look here, Vince. I got a guy named Jacob Fatu who's different than anybody on any other show. Jacob Fatu, yeah. I'll bring, I'll bring Fatu. I'll bring Hammerstone and some of these guys and let them mix in with the NXT guys. And you can get exposure from that. You can give us some of the NXT guys that you want to get better. They can come on over to us, kind of like how NXT yeah. did with um, – with Gabe, when Gabe had his company, and when he had Evolve, yep. and I would do that. I would, I would work, same thing with ROH, because apparently ROH and MLW, they aren't welcome to the Forbidden Door party with the other companies. So I'd work with Vince, and I would exchange guys through that, because Jacob Fatu, he needs to be on national TV somewhere, because he's better than he's a good. lot of the guys on a lot of these shows. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, Jim, who are the who are the WWE guys that you had a hand in? I'm assuming you're talking about Riddle and um, um, Damian Priest. No. Riddle, no, Riddle. Riddle was after um, I was after the Monster Factory. Monster Factory okay. went their own ways. Okay. Um, I was with when when ECW shut down. I went to the Monster Factory just to you know keep my hands in in the business. Yeah. And already there, already there was Tank Tolan and Tank, Cliff Compton. Yes. Okay. Um, you know, Cliff, who was uh, Domino and Deuce and Domino. Yeah. And um, and um, then we a, a kid from Ireland showed up to train for a little while by the name of Seamus. <laughs> Seamus, yes. And um, and it's actually it's funny it's on his Wikipedia that I trained him, but the only really trained the only advice I really gave him was to to go back to Ireland before his visa ran out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, Damian Priest was one of our guys, and, okay. and QT Marshall. And he was, was around also. for a while. Yeah, yeah. QT Marshall was was part of us, and and Nick Camarado was OTW. Okay. Uh, for after after we had split from the Monster Factory, and then he yeah. decided to go over to the Monster Factory. But yeah, we had our hand in Nick Camarado too. That's cool. Yeah, I, I and there um, are plenty of guys on the indie circuit that are yes. that are still out there ripping it up and, and doing great. Um, there's a lot of great. There's, um, there's a woman that was in uh, the, the women's uh, Super 8, um, Damaris. Yeah. Uh, she trained at OTW. Yes, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there, there are a lot of people I'm, I'm rooting for out there. That, that Very popular, yeah. And, and a Jim. lot of those guys that you mentioned in particular, because I was affiliated with New Moon there for a couple of years when they were – regularly doing shows. So like I got to deal with like the Damien Priest and, and the Tank Tolans and, and those guys. It's just just uh, just so much talent there and, and you can see why like, you know, they're really getting noticed by the bigger companies at times. So it's it's a real testament to you and you guys and what you've all been doing for sure. So I I know yeah. um, Seamus has been awesome, by the way. <laughs> Seamus has he has been one of he has been one of the best in ring guys they've had maybe over the last six months or so. Like I don't remember the last time he's had a bad match. Yeah, true. Speaking of Well, you know what? Speaking of Go ahead, Steve. Uh, I was gonna ask about Priest. Uh I know WWE has a lot more uh villains or heels right now, but do you think Priest should be villain at some point? Because I really prefer that Ring of Honor, Damian Priest, Punishment, Martinez, Kevin Sullivan, Damian Priest than 
the babyface Damian Priest, but he's obviously on a good roll right now. Yeah, no, keep keep him as a face for now. Build, keep building him as that face yeah. that people can seem to get behind. Um, you know, push push the the angle that he, he's got a Puerto Rican background. Uh, you know that that helps too. It, it, it's, it's always worked for a McMahon product, whether it's it's, it's from Puerto Rico or from yeah. Italy or, or from Poland. You know, Bruno San Martino, Ivan Kola, or I mean, I mean Ivan Putski. Uh, you know, yeah. it's it all it's part of the promotion's you know history. Sure. And uh, why not use it? And um, I, you know, say what you will about Vince, but I think he's really good sometimes. Like. When he sees the momentum is there, kind of seizing mm-hmm. on it at times, uh, we've seen it a number of times. But but Damian Priest had that he had that momentum in NXT, and he had that feel like things would definitely happen for him. So as soon as they move him up, what did they do? They put him with Bad Bunny right away. Yeah. You know, they put him with a, a major celebrity where the casual fan now who's tuning in to see Bad Bunny is now seeing Damian Priest, and they're getting a little bit of that kind of charisma mixed in and you know I, I think it's really helped to make him from fans where otherwise people might not have known who he was and, and I right. definitely Priest, think the momentum's there Priest is from New York City Puerto, yeah. Puerto Rican kid from uh, from New York City, originally from Puerto Rico but grew up in New York, and I'll tell you what if they don't put him in, in the main event or the semi-main event for their first show at Madison Square Garden because that place will go absolutely bonkers Yes, if like they give him an amazing win over someone at that sh- at that show. Imagine him beating yeah. Lashley in a non-title. Yeah, and especially think, if it's not televised, right. I would do it. Like a big Pedro win, yeah. blow the roof off. He's right because Carlito. I, I remember I, I used to go to Garden shows in like the mid two thousands, and SmackDown would come here with Carlito, and Carlito's also Puerto Rican. He's not from New York, <laughs> yeah. But he's Puerto Rican, and he would come through that curtain, and you would think it was the second coming of John of John Cena, Hulk Hogan, and The Rock sometimes, just because the crowd is filled with Puerto Ricans from the Bronx and from Brooklyn and from all over Harlem. Yeah, Boricuas everywhere. So, I imagine with this show that's happening in a couple of weeks at MSG, when Priest comes out, they're gonna go crazy. And he looks like a rock star. He looks like a star. I mean, just by looking at him. Yeah. This is um this has been a great discussion tonight, guys and. You know me, I hate to derail great discussions, but we got to do it sometimes. We got to, we got to, uh, we're going to actually go to, uh, Trenton, New Jersey, and we've got Rat um, Boy. It, it's almost milk an hour. What's going on, Rat Boy? Yo, brother, I gave away 400 hours tonight of my rat money. You gave away $400 <laughs> of your rat money from Bingo. I'm- yeah, man, Rappel, I had to call the numbers, though. Rappel, you know we got something very numbers. special on the line. Yeah? Who? Yeah. <laughs> Jim Molyneux. Man, I gave away Who? 400 hours. Just called Who? one game tonight. He knows that was you. it. <laughs> Rappel, Jim Molyneux on the line. He's talking about your, your made-up money. $400. He doesn't have Monopoly money over here. Yeah. Hey, you got to turn your bingo to win win my money. You, you don't got money. You're, buy, you're buying that funny money at the uh, Columbus flea market. Yeah, that red yes, crypto. <laughs> 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 they called me, and I called one game tonight, and I gave away $400. Oh, 
Oh. You called the game? Yeah, I called oh, the bingo. game. Called out the I did you, did you throw in, like, funny commentary, like Jesse the Body? Oh, yeah. I was doing, uh, we got, we I'm got sure. the quack quack here. I-22. We got the All section right, number. Oh, we got, oh, 69. Oh, oh close captains <laughs> over here. <laughs> Oh, boy, we got the noisy number, 062. Rat boy, what's on the menu tonight at 7-Eleven? I'm not sure. I, I didn't get over there yet. I just got home. Roller dogs. You just got home. Why, why haven't you got Rat boy, we need to know. Are you getting the 7-Eleven pizza? The 7-Eleven corn dog? Oh, the pizza's good. Oh. In, no, maybe not a pizza. Getting those roller dogs? The best thing at the Seven Eleven right it's now, or, or or going like hotcakes, is those those Hot cookies cake. that they got there in front of the counter. The caramel uh, <laughs> cookies, the red velvet cookies, the sugar cookies, the chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> they're nice and soft and they're good. Well, you I, gotta try them out. They're only a dollar or two. I, I, I think you should actually switch venues and try the uh, Sunoco on Sullivan Lane. Yeah, they've got some pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, uh, how do you know about hey, the Sunoco? They got the Drake case. How do you know about the Sunoco on Sullivan Lane? They got, they've got funny bones there. You can't get around with a tasty case. That's Sullivan Lane and Route 29, ain't it? Yeah, it's right around the corner from the Insane Asylum. All right. Oh, perfect. Yeah, it is. It's funny. No, no. No, it's right right around the corner from there. Uh, I have a serious question for you, Rapley. Go H home where Bill Murphy done his movie at. Serious question. I have a serious question, Rapley. Here's a serious question. Okay. If I buy you a Fudgy the Whale, if I buy you a Fudgy the Whale cake, will you eat the entire thing on camera for us? Oh, you're going to throw up. Would you order him a Fudgy the Whale cake? I would hear that. Oh, I would want if, if, he, if he did that, if he has to like just beef the whole thing on camera. All right, my my answer is I would do anything to be on camera. Oh. <laughs> I would do anything to be on camera. Now we're going to see if we can make this work. It's going to be like Klondike, but it's a whale fudgy whale cake or whatever you called it. I think. I think we do this around or for like a Thanksgiving show. Maybe, maybe, yeah. Okay, I was gonna say maybe the drunken episode, but yeah, no, that might be better. Well, because I I don't immediately say the drunken episode. Is a lot of times I'm not around for it. Not to mention the fact that it's hard to produce something like that when you're drunk. That's also that's also drunk. Oh, okay. Check this out, Brady. Check this out. Wrestling oh, did you, did you, um... Uh, quiet. Up, we're, planning, we're planning how you're going to do this. For <laughs> this has nothing to do yeah, with you, you think about, you think okay, about it. Did you, uh... Did our boy Harry I'm, call in? I'm, I'm going to... No, I'm going to come back to you. Hang on. Uh, hang on. Go ahead. Here's, wrestling has this tradition of doing big shows on or right around Thanksgiving, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing this on Thanksgiving. No, I know. Okay, right around. So, like, like the Tuesday show, that Tuesday show, I think that's the show we do it. 
Okay. Best year you guys got Kevin Sullivan. This year you got Rapple eating a cake. He's going to go into a diabetic coma. (laughs) The show must go on. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll put that in the description. Rapple eats a fuzzy whale cake. We're we're not not giving him utensils, right? Oh, no, no, he can't use his hands and just kind of shovel it or, in. Or whatever utensils oh. are available to him. We'll get a real good uh, insight into how he eats. How's that sound, Rat Boy? I don't care. You know, it would be it would be great. And, and, and let's do it. And, and let's, make, let's make some uh, some headwaves to everybody on YouTube and all that other stuff. You know, they're most new and uh, maybe it might go viral, you know. Oh, yeah. 4,000 views in one night. You never know what's going to happen. It, it might, or it might get no views. You know, it, it could go either way. We'll have to see. Um, yeah. yeah. But, uh, no, I, I think it'll be good. Uh, no, Harry didn't call in tonight, so... Um, yeah. Did he mention no, that? No, 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 Harry... Have- because, because we, we are going to move forward. We are going to move forward with the roast of Harry, though. I think it's a good idea. Um, because yeah. Only because I think it could get us Penny Bowen, which I've been trying to get on the show for probably ten years. And I think Penny would do it to roast Harry. Look at him. He he uh, he blocked me from his uh, little uh, talk show that he has on on Facebook. Uh, <laughs> he blocked me. Yeah, I don't blame him. I don't blame him. You don't think I couldn't block you? I told him that Donald Trump did not have no part of that doing that, um, that right, right, the, right, the, well, the White House. Uh, he said, wanna... bullshit. He said Donald Trump okay. did do it in order to show us stuff and he blocked him. Donald Trump didn't have no part of that that meeting, you know? I got a secret for you, Rap Boy. They're all crazy. All politicians are crazy. They're no, they're, they're all clowns, the bozos. Every one of them. You're not wrong. Hey, oh, yeah. from the mouth of from the mouth of babes, right? <laughs> Thank you, Rat Boy. Anytime, man. Great I call you, you in next week around uh-huh. the same time, right? Around the same that, time. Sounds sounds like a threat. Take care, man. <laughs> okay, bye bye. Bye. Do you want to do some quick catch? Yeah, I'd like to do some quick hits, and we'll get out of here. Is it? I mean, um, <laughs> actually, before we do the quick hits, uh, Jim, we've been—I—I I kept putting this off, and I can't believe I waited until the end of the show. But we're talking about this uh, SWE out of Texas, this uh, this company that you've been watching. I mean, tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, it's, it's a company out of Texas. I started watching during the pandemic, trying to find something different, something okay. to, to you know excite me a little bit. And it's an independent company out of out of the Texas area, mainly out of, it seems like Dallas. Um, they do a lot of events in the Dallas area, but they also do things out in West Texas, with the old funk NWA territory, and they do some stuff down in Houston. Uh, Teddy Long's their general manager. Mark Henry's involved with it. Uh, James Beard is involved with it. Uh, those seem to be the guys behind the scenes. Kevin Sullivan was doing commentary. I don't know if he's still there with them or not. Um, but they've got a lot. Of, they they bring people in that you would know for special event, main events, and, and whatnot for their shows. 
Um, but they also have a good array of talent um, that they use. Um, a lot of their people, a lot of the younger talent comes out of um, uh, Rodney Mack School. So okay, Rodney Mack's okay. involved and Jazz is involved. Jazz, okay. Um, go, go on YouTube, check it out. Um, yeah. They've got, I don't know how many episodes, but they have a weekly show that that airs in Texas. And that's nice. kind of attracted me to them. I wanted to see how, you know, what kind of lo- what a local promotion is doing nowadays. They, they've yeah. got good quality promotional stuff. Um, you know, their their lighting's nice and everything, decent ring. Um, and I, like I said, they've got some really talented people that I like. The, the one guy I really like the most is um, uh, Ryan. Oh, crap. I'm going to mess up. I don't know why I'm messing up his name all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens when um, you're live. Yeah, really. Um, live, but, uh, uh Now, um, who is the, the – Stro, help me here. Who was the uh, cowboy? Mantel. Uh, Ryan Mantel, Mantel the kid, yeah. kid's name is Ryan Mantel. He used to go by okay. Shine Mantel, and he yeah. had a great feud with with someone down there for for a little while, and it build and build, and, and it was just it's nice to see a, a story That's cool. build. That's uh, cool, right? Yeah. So, so I think you guys should check it out. Maybe we'll talk about it next week. Pick an episode, yeah. you know, that you guys want to, you know, check out. They they, they have Miranda Gordy, uh, Terry Gordy's daughter. Nice. Uh, okay. Really good. They, they, oh yeah, she's great. She, yeah. she was at that yeah, Empower they, show. Sorry. Yeah, they, they've got some really good women down there. They're really talented. Jazz is running the women's division. Oh, I love Jazz. Yeah, it's really cool to it's cool to check out. It, like I said, I, I wanted to find a an indie promotion that that seems to be on on local television, and there aren't very many uh, yeah. that that can get local television. That's that's one of the problems around here in the Philadelphia area. No yeah. local promotion can get television because it costs so much. Yeah, because of the, the market, but yeah. in smaller markets, you can still find stuff like that. So that's what I was looking for, and that's what that's I got. Cool. So check that's, it out. That's SWE Fury. It's funny. SWE Fury. Go ahead, Derek. I just watched this. I just watched it. It's funny he brought that up. I just watched the show because my buddy who lives in Texas knows. I have this thing for liking like random wrestlers, and Charlie Horse is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. And my yeah. buddy called me from Texas. Yeah, he, yeah I didn't mention goes, him, but he's doing great down there. Yeah. ECWA uh, guy, Horse. by the way. Yeah, Charlie Hoss is there. The episode I watched, it was yeah. Charlie Hoss. It was uh, Eddie, uh, the aforementioned Jacob Fatu was on the show. I think, um, who else was on that show? Um, Eva Lease from, uh, I believe she yeah. was in AEW oh, okay. not too long ago. Rodney uh, Mack was on the show. Yeah, I was watching the show, and it's funny he brought the number. I remember I was watching it, and I go, this is the type of wrestling I miss. It's just good old-fashioned yeah. Independent wrestling. Exactly. And it's, you know, it's it's so it's so yeah, different and, and, than what's on TV. It's like a breath of fresh air. And, and Charlie Haas is their champion. Yeah. Um, and it's not the Charlie Haas you're used to seeing. He's completely oh, yeah, changed yeah. his 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 gimmick and his style and everything. It, it's it, it's really something to check this, out. This looks really good. I'm looking at their website now, and this. But this looks like it might be like actual. This looks like it might be actual talent. Putting I, this show together. Yeah. Having, yeah. having not seen this, I, I'll tell you what I... Jim, if you remember, like, after ECW closed on, like, late night access, five nights a week, they'd have a different independent company. Do you remember this? And it was right. I, One of them oh, was yeah. Saw out of Nashville. I used to love watching Saw every week. It was uh, Saw. Uh, there was Gorgeous Ladies of Oil Wrestling briefly. That was another favorite of mine. Totally different style, but definitely enjoyable. Uh, but there was a bunch of them, you know, and it was like I I miss that. I miss being able to like, hey, it's 
one o'clock in the morning and I'm up like, let me turn on local affiliate and watch random wrestling from a bar. And why that's cool is because like all the independents in this area tend to use a lot of the same talent, you know, but this is kind of like being exposed to people that I haven't really seen. I maybe only read about or have never heard of at all. So I'm going to give everybody that as a homework assignment for this week. I think like you said, SWE uh, Fury it was. Yes. Yeah. yeah, check it out on uh, YouTube. And, and they're, they're, uh, you can get their shows on, on YouTube. Okay. Uh, yeah, so Let's everybody go. check that out for sure. Sullivan, and, a comment, uh, Sullivan, a commentary there is great. Yeah. I love it Kevin, the commentary. Kevin is here for that. Handful of weeks. I don't know if he's still there or not, but he was involved with the booking of the shows and everything. And yeah, I, I love Kevin anyway. This oh, is great. Here. This That's is great cool. because I was just saying to my girlfriend, there are just not enough hours of wrestling in a week. <laughs> you know? I mean, I feel like that the, the 57 that are on TV now, that just won't do it for me. No, but I, I seriously, I, I want to check out something different. So that'll be that'll be really cool for sure. I will definitely be checking that out. Uh, I want to do some quick hits, if that's okay, guys. Just get your gut reaction to a couple different kind of funny things from around the industry that I've observed. Uh, one thing, I don't know if you guys... So what Rome, we were talking about Roman Reigns earlier. Uh, Derek, did you hear what he said about the crowds that are cheering for him? No. It's amazing. We have a fast food-oriented audience nowadays. It's what have you done for me lately. Everybody wants some kind of change as soon as they feel like they've gotten the portion that they were looking for. I don't know. I just I thought it was funny, the fast food thing. Like It's, it's true. People that watch WWE, they're like fast food fans. That that's true. You're right. They they and I don't know if it's because they've been programmed to be like that, but you're right. They're not they're not much into the the long game and waiting. They they want it now and they want it right now. Uh, I I don't know if you guys saw this too, but Jim Ross. <laughs> it feels like he's the only one that's kind of honest about AEW. Sometimes he was the one that made that comment last year about the dives and like everybody just standing around waiting to catch somebody. So he said that uh, just adding titles to the program uh, is really what you call uh, a bullshit. I just thought that was great. (laughs) When you're all about the titles, for sure. Uh, We we talked earlier about Flair and Nia Jax, um, Mm -hmm. an aggressive physical tight match. Um, I thought Charlotte did a really good job selling, and I suspect it's because she was concussed from earlier in the match. Um, <laughs> between the whiplash and the, I don't know, some of those strikes were just really physical. Uh, a lot of people are saying it was a shoot. I, uh, the experts that we've had tonight, Derek, didn't seem to think so. Uh, what, what did you think about Nia Jax and, and Charlotte from last night? Um, I've obviously never been in a wrestling ring, um, but I've been in fights. Um, I've seen fights. Um, I've seen people <laughs> fight people. Knuckle up. And there was, <laughs> there was points I've where never knuckled up. Charlotte, <laughs> there, Sorry. Also train fighting. No, there, there was parts where Charlotte was almost waiting for Naya to hit her. And if I, you know, I would imagine if you're in a shoot or something like that, you're not going to sit and wait for your opponent right. to punch you in the face so you can punch them yeah. back. So I think they kind of wanted to be physical. They wanted to look like they were physical, and they got lost somewhere along the way. And Nia just started throwing hands at poor Charlotte. But um, yeah. I don't think they were in the ring, like, actually going after each other. I think it was 
booked to go a certain way and they kind of lost their way and then got it towards the end. And uh, Jim, an old ECW colleague of yours, recently released from state prison, Cammy Stitch. <laughs> Everybody loves Sonny, right? I was trying uh, to think who was in prison. Yeah, Sonny, sadly. Uh, but, you know, she's out. She did an interview this past weekend with Bill After I saw, and uh, she talked about how she wants to get her real estate license. Oh, well, seems like a noble goal. I feel like a lot of wrestlers are doing that now, getting the real estate license. Yeah, yeah. Mordecai. Yeah, it seems like Mordecai. that. Um, yeah, and um, and I understand Rick Steiner is really successful uh, real estate um, yeah. in Georgia. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, give it a try. Real estate market's yeah. big right now. Hurts a lot less. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Well, <laughs> if, you, if you get the sales, it doesn't hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Um, fresh off its round of releases, WWE signed a bunch of uh, second-generation talent. I, I don't know if you guys saw this, but uh, so uh, Joseph Fatu, the brother of the Usos. Uh, I was that the what we were talking about earlier? Yeah. No, I I did. No, that was Jacob. <laughs> that's Jacob. That's so right. I did, Brady, I did There's see a lot the of story, and let me family. tell you, I think that I think these young men have nowhere to look but up. After the wonderful job that WWE did with the children of oh, Tunda and <laughs> DiBiase, uh, D- uh, and then DiBiase, McGill, the McGillicuddies, Hennig, the Kurt McGillicuddy, and yeah, that, I think after all of that, I think these I think these young men have no place to look but us, yeah. guys. It's, Definitely a limit for them. <laughs> Maybe not the only one, but it's definitely a limit. E- even if you happen to be Ben Buchanan. Oh, Ben Buchanan's yeah. son. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sean's ben Buchanan yeah. committed to doing the show in 2009, and I have yet to hear back. But I have no doubt he's coming on soon. I uh, I cornered him don't, in an elevator. Don't they, have, <laughs> don't they have Rick Steiner's son in developmental? They do. Yeah. 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 Kathy was talking about that. I. And, uh, and I haven't heard one thing from him since they signed him. And they have Wayne Bloom. So that must be too, uh, he's like his, his father and his uncle. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're hiding him. But um, <laughs> I'll, I'll say this. Um, they don't usually mess up on the NOI family guys. They usually take care of those guys. So I think the Uso's younger brother, I think he'll be okay just because Vince has a soft spot for that family. They usually get a, they usually get a lot of opportunities to fail. Until Vince gives up on him, usually. I mean, I, I, I think I Vince just... is afraid of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> could be. If you ever heard stories of Offa and Sika coming down, coming down from the balconies down in San Francisco to to beat up on on Ray Stevens after he was beaten on. Oh my uh, God! I can't Peter even imagine. Yeah, uh, I'm and all of a sudden you I'm see Offa and Tika in the front row truck climbing over the fence. Oh my god! <laughs> I remember I when they did the WrestleMania yeah. thing where Roman was supposed to get the title, and then they changed oh, yeah. it last minute, and Seth Rollins cashed in. All, all the Samoans were pissed about that. Like they yeah. were like, yeah, just funny. There's stories about there's stories about Vince partying like in the late '70s, early '80s at like Studio 51 and uh. And there's stories that he would take Offa and Sink out with him on the town, and they would be his personal security guards to make sure nobody bothered him. I'm sure. I'm sure. So, uh, yeah. 
I mean, I, I've met I've met Sam and, and I met you know his son Lance and they're big guys and they're 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 sweethearts if you're nice to them. But I wouldn't want to be on the other side. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Um, one last thing, and this is just purely like it, it's not really news. I don't know. I just I found it really stupid the way they did it. Um, so Goldberg, after Bobby Lashley attacked his son has announced that he no longer wants Bobby Lashley's title. Mm-hmm. Now, now he wants his soul. See, I would rather have oh. a title because I feel like there's more opportunity for growth there. Um, I feel like if I really wanted <laughs> to hurt him, I would maybe take the title before I went for the soul, which I think would be a little bit harder to get to. Just my thought. <laughs> But that's his I think, that, how do you get the soul out of him? What do you but, reach up into? Or he, he actually explained. He, he actually explained. He, he said that he uh, trying to find it. He could just I'm coming for Bobby him. Lashley's soul, and I will rip it straight from his chest. So the well, soul is in the chest. Right. I think he means well, heart. Fair, I think he means heart. You know what, though? I like, Brady, I think that's a good slogan for this show. The soul is in the chest. <laughs> well, I was, was going to say, Bobby is, a, Bobby is a brother, so maybe he wants to go over to Bobby's house and have some collard greens and sweet potatoes and stuff like that. Maybe he's he wants soul his food. Soul. Maybe his soul yeah, he's going to take his soul. He's going to steal his R&B albums. To, yes, he wants all the, the Michael Jackson albums, all the Hall of Notes. Yes. From not the bottom of the foot? Yeah, the Prince Baby stuff. Face. The Hall of Notes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, <laughs> that may have been the funniest one tonight. Uh, his, son jumped on, his son jumped on Lashley. You get what you get, kids. They had a grown folks business. That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Better watch out. They're going to be signing Gage Goldberg to a developmental deal. Yeah, oh, that'll be yeah, nice. He his child... Gage and Gorn. Oh, my God. Gage. Jesus Christ. Un, un, unrelated, but since we're talking about parents and their and their children and the, the parents being overbearing, um, is Rey Mysterio going to turn on his son? No. Because he has been lecturing him Hill. almost nonstop. This poor kid. Thought, the kid wins, and you're still telling him how he needs to focus and try harder. Like, I don't know what kind of a... I, I, I know what they're doing. I know eventually Dominic is going to turn on him, but I feel like Dominic will be totally justified when he just turns around and pops him, because he's he been at his throat constantly. He's practically blaming Dominic that they lost the titles, even though Ray's the one getting pinned almost every time. Getting pinned, yeah. He's he's losing every match they have. Like what the hell, Dad? Jim, was Ray always this uh, overbearing? <laughs> <laughs> I don't playing. think Dominic was around by when uh, when Probably not. ECW was. He, I don't think he's old enough to. No, I don't think so. Because he was little. He was like maybe at the I don't know. Yeah, because he was like pretty young, like probably seven or eight, right? When like Eddie Guerrero wanted to be his poppy. He was young. Yeah, he was little. He was little. Yeah, yeah little. I mean, I, I remember uh, Dewey Foley hanging around when he was like three years old. Yeah, Team uh, Dewey. <laughs> Dewey. <laughs> Good stuff, Brady. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So everybody has their assignment for this week. Definitely check out uh, SWE out of Texas. Uh, it's on YouTube. So be sure to check. What was the name of the show again, Jim? SWE Rivalry. Fury. 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 SWE Fury. 
Um, so be sure to check that out. And, and as a side, I checked out NWA um, Empower, and it was a great show. I definitely recommend mm-hmm. it. Um, I, I honestly think it was as good as the effort that WWE did when they did the, the Evolution one. You know, I, I thought it was really yeah, good. It was good yeah. um, check it out. I, I haven't seen the NWA, uh, the, the, the men's show yet, but that'll be next. That'll be probably... I might even start it tonight when we get Sunday off the air if I'm still feeling electric enough. Uh, Steve, thank you for the time tonight, brother. Thanks for hey, having uh, around quick, with us. Quick update. Malcolm is okay. I have mutual friends with Malcolm, and he I think he's living in the Carolinas, so he's all right. Just from he's one of his good. mutual okay. friends told me. And then, um, tell us, uh, tell how his cool mutual is friend it? he should call in next week. We miss right, him. Uh, I'll, I'll try to... Uh, is it Steve? Him, but, um, is, it, is it John Steamy? Is uh, that the mutual friend? Friends. No, that's one of his mutual friends, but no, uh, Adam Helms is the guy I was talking to. I think he lives with now. Oh, I don't know him. Oh, he always says Adam, yeah. okay, and I always ask him if it's Adam Copeland. I got you. Or Adam Copeland. <laughs> but it's <baby>. not. <laughs> no, Adam yeah. Helms, baby. Yeah. Uh, no, one uh, lady's so, okay. Uh, and then uh, I wanted to mention it's so cool that Gangrella and the Brood are still are super relevant in 2021. Like Gangrella almost got oh. almost to AEW, and then and then yeah, Edge that's another did that thing I didn't entrance. even mention. Yeah, yeah. So he was apparently. That was crazy. I, I'm sorry, Ray. Ray's got one foot out the door already. Just real quick. So Gangrel was set to get booked by AEW mm-hmm. until WWE did the thing with Edge and the Brood and the music and the bloodbath and, and AEW canceled the, the entrance, booking. Yeah. Well, they did. Christian, I heard they Christian called Edge. No, apparently Edge. Edge called Gangrel to see if he saw it. And Gangrel yeah. said, yeah, I saw it, brother, and it was great. He's like, but it did cost me a booking for you now. And Edge said he got yeah, but he got paid for it. it. I, I heard he got paid for it. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. Gangrel? No, they didn't bring him in. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they good. still paid okay. him. Oh, good. I didn't yeah, hear that. Well, that's good. I'm good. I'm good. And, and I, 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 I refereed Gangrel's. I refereed a match with Gangrel about three weeks ago, and, and yeah, that's still great. Form. He looks <laughs> great. He did a, yeah, he worked. He did a great. Oh, that's awesome. He did a brief appearance in East W with Tommy Dreamer, I think. So, uh, shout out to mm-hmm. uh, Thinking and Banging Podcast with uh, Kid Cadet and Gangrel. I wanted to get that yeah. out there for y'all. I ought to reach out to him. Maybe off. he would come back on. We had Gangrel on years cool ago, and, and he had fun. He had fun. He's working with a promotion down in Florida, CCW. Yeah. Postal Champion. And, uh, so, yeah, I'm sure he'd be willing to come on and promote that. That'd be cool. We should definitely. I'll, I'll reach out to him. Um, I know he had a GWA Gang Girls Wrestling Asylum, but uh, uh, Brady, uh, yeah, what were you going to say? Gonna I was going to say goodbye. So. Yeah, just uh, I guess keep banging and banging. I'm going to keep wandering into Hopeless Night. Thanks for having me on. Thank, thanks for sticking around, brother. We'll talk to you real soon. All right. Uh... Ray, you got anything you want to plug? You good? Oh, Coastal Championship Wrestling sounds great. You sound like you're falling asleep. All right. Derek, you got anything for us? Um, I have nothing to promote. I just want to say I heard Rick Flair say he's interested in wrestling Sting and Darby Allen alongside Andrade, and please Rick and Mel. That's it.
Jim, anything you want to plug on the way out of here? By the way, thanks for sticking around tonight. I, we had a great time with you. Yeah, I know. It's way past my bedtime. I know. Part, go to bed early. <laughs> we ran a little That's later tonight. That. That's why we get the Blue Plate special because we go to bed oh, early. Boy. No, thanks for having me on. It was fun. Uh, like I said, we'll, we'll try this. We'll go, try this again next week. We'll talk about yeah. SWE, and um, I'll see you uh, in a few weeks at um, ECWA. Yeah, that's September 18th yeah, up there in Morganville, New Jersey. Uh, Stro, what do you got going on, man? It's Thursday night, WCW Retro, Giants, Beats, and Monsters. So please call in. It should be a good time. It's Friday night, the Stro Zone, midnight Eastern Standard Time at Facebook.com slash the Maestro. Uh, the feature will be Terror in the Midnight Sun. So please tune in. Okay, and as I mentioned, ECWA 54th anniversary show. Jim Molyneux will be there. I'll be there, and it'll be a great time. Be sure to come check it out. I saw that Sean Carr is going to be coming back to ECWA to challenge Mishra Ulala for the ECWA heavyweight title. Uh, lots of great matches. We're, we're going to do a, a preview as we get closer and uh, probably get a couple of people on from the show just to uh, get their thoughts on the event. 54 years on independent wrestling, and I know a lot of people say that it's not legit that 54 years, but I can tell you, Jim Jim Kettner started running in 1967. I mean, that is a legit fact. So, uh, ECWA, uh, just absolutely a tremendous top-notch organization. Everybody should be sure to check it out. And tickets and information for the show, ecwarestling.com. I wanted to say thank you to Jim Molyneux for coming on tonight. Uh, and honestly, Jim, we'll have you back anytime. I loved it. I thought it was absolutely great. I'm glad to hear that you're excited and want to come back next week. So that is tremendous. Uh, thank you to all the callers. Thank you to the best crew I could ask for. Kathy, Stro, Derek, Ray, uh, Jim now, and, and Matt as well on sabbatical. Best of luck, brother. And uh, that's about it. Everybody take care of yourselves. Oh, VOC Nation. Check out all the great shows on the network. Just go to vocnation.com. Uh, live and on-demand content each and every day of the week. Check out VOC Nation on your favorite podcast platform, on YouTube. Be sure to search for us on Patreon. If you click on the, the little premium tab there on VOCNation.com, it'll take you right there. And we're running for a limited time some rare footage from Bill, at, Bill After Archives from over the years. So be sure to check that out on the premium site. I think that's going to do it. Everybody take care. Be good to each other. I love you all very much. And we'll talk to you real soon. All right.